0: This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Chevanian, and Michael Brawner. The opening kickoff, kickoff, kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. Hey, welcome in. A
1: special Thursday edition of the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark, I'm Lee Shervanian. We're in Air Sports 1. Guys, we are on the campus of Mary G. Montgomery for the next three hours right here on the sports station WNSP, and we're going to have a big show lined up for you. We're pumped up about it. Good morning, Lee.
2: First time ever during the fall football season we've ever taken a trip to Mary G. Montgomery. I think most anybody who follows high school football knows that this program has been hard pressed over the years to win a game or two and it has football has not been a very relevant sport that is until Zach Golston came in last year and got them into the postseason and this year they are now number four In 7 8. To me, it's one of the great stories in high school football around the state that the Vikings are ranked number four. They're undefeated. They're hosting Alma Bryant, and we'll carry that game this evening. So it's an incredible story. The head coach will be joining us. Some of his players will be here, some of his assistant coaches, and we're really looking forward to adding some spice to what has already become a great start for Mary G. Montgomery. Uh, As far as some of the headlines around, uh, the state and outside the state, uh, Nick Saban at his uh, press conference yesterday uh, said that uh, Ty Simpson is the backup. So if things don't go ro- well with Jalen Milrow, you don't have to worry about Tyler Buckner coming so in. So I
1: was trying to think, what was the last time we uh, like it was a news story that the backup, backup quarterback was announced in the middle of the season? Got like, it. yeah, but that, it goes to show you just how bad Buckner was on Saturday. I know we've kind of beaten that dead horse, but yeah. Very odd. It was a gr- it was a great question, by the way. A Reporter asked him, "Who's the backup?" And so uh, there it is. I can't I can't imagine anybody disagrees with that decision. As much as people have second-guessed the whole quarterback scenario in Tuscaloosa, uh, so. Uh there you go. There's your there's your pecking order at least for another weekly.
2: Well, right. and think about this too. Normally, you would think Nick Saban would say, "Well, you know, we're competing. We're waiting to see who's got the better week." You know what I'm saying? Right. They're all taking reps. You know, but he's straight. He's transparent now. He's straightforward. He didn't hesitate. He came out and said, that "It's Simpson." He's not. He's not going through that coach's garble about, uh, "Well, you know, they're out there and they're all competing and we'll find out." No, he, he named it. So kudos to him for that. Uh, he's he's getting in line with what other coaches. Normally do and that's tell you who the quarterback is and any other things that you want Straightforward. uh tonight we uh there's a game we're not carrying it but the giants and 49ers and uh saquon barkley's not going to play but here's the other thing daniel jones the quarterback in case you're wondering if you want to put money down on the giants wait, in wait. prime time games his record is one in ten oh yes. Due. Due. yes he's due yes he is one in ten yeah uh, so that's the story, the uh, Jags get a uh, another verbal from a running back from O'Neana. Uh, DeMarion Fluff both well, he's a running back, so that gives them 15, they got 11 in the state. Mark, did you see the story yesterday about the LSU defensive back who went uh, underwent surgery to remove a, a brain tumor?
1: Uh, I did. Yeah,
2: uh, hopefully everything will be okay. Uh, this was a medical emergency, They they defined it, and he had to have a brain tumor removed. Thought an interesting story yesterday was Trent Dilfer. He's the coach at UAB. They're playing at Georgia this coming Saturday night, heavy underdog, former Super Bowl winning quarterback, and he said in a press conference this week that the atmosphere at an SEC night football game is way better. He used the term "way better" than the Super Bowl. And you've been to the Super Bowl, and you've been to the SEC games.
1: Um, is that true? In one respect, it's, it's probably it, it's, it's actually accurate, because because the Super Bowl has gotten to be so corporate uh, and those that are there aren't really fans of the teams as much as they are the idea of the game and the spectacle, I think it lacks a passion that a night game at SEC country does. With that said, though, I can't imagine this is not disrespect no disrespect to UAB. There isn't going to be a whole lot of passion for Georgia UAB that night. So I understand what he's saying. But when you talk about the pregame, the fireworks, the coin toss and all that, I'm not sure anything really supersedes the Super Bowl. Yeah,
2: he, um, he was ref- referring – he went to an Alabama Ole Miss game because his daughter yeah. was being recruited by one of the schools. She was a volleyball player, so, so that's where they came out. But the other story that really gained some ground – and apparently it's, it's okay if a, if a Mary G. Montgomery player comes in today and I want to give him a Chick-fil-A. Apparently it's okay now, huh? We're so not going to rob him of his eligibility?
1: More times than not, uh, and by the way, I need to give a shout-out to the MGM class of 2015 and the app. Go Vikings. You guys are, you guys are in force there this morning, so we appreciate you listening. I, I, more times than not, we are very critical of the High School Athletic Association or the Central Board, to be fair. They've got this one right. So last week there was an issue with uh, Tuscaloosa County having to forfeit because a couple of their players of the week received gift cards from an eatery, a restaurant. It was, I think it was a, I think a Buffalo Wild Wings or something. And the central board and the high school athletic association deemed that improper benefits, and they were ineligible. They had to take the forfeit. The central board has now rescinded that ruling and adjusted the gift card rule. So any gift card or gift certificate that comes from an eatery is okay, and any gift card you get that is returned and not used from any other place, your eligibility remains okay. They got it right.
2: I'm assuming they, they got don't it listen right. to our station. Going back <laughs> a few years. I, all I can say, I don't. I don't really. I can't. Let me put my coach speak on. I can't
1: speak to that. I, we don't want to look back. We just want to no. look
2: forward. But there's a, there's others out there, and I was uh, told yesterday that there are several players of the week. Now, with Brian Bank, they don't give out food gifts or anything like that. It's usually a check to the school, so I guess that's okay. But uh, there's a couple out there that do honor players of the week, and they do give them food Yes. Certificates.
1: and it's been going on for years, and we never really got into this, this, this topic. I think the bigger issue here is I don't think the central board of the High School Athletic Association is going around trying to crack down on this stuff. What happened in Tuscaloosa was a rival school called it in, and so the High School Athletic Association or the central board had to act, and really what it was was chicken stuff. Uh, for lack of a better term, I'm on a high school campus, so I have to watch my language, that a rival school would be so petty as to turn in another school because a kid was named Player of the Week and as a result got a gift card to a restaurant. I, it doesn't get much more petty than that. So shame on whatever rival school that was. Bessemer? You don't you don't have enough to Bessemer? do. I have no idea. You don't have enough to do that you have to call the central board of the High School Athletic Association to call tattle on your rival because some kid got a 20 or 50 gift card for for something he probably earned give me a break so kudos to the central board for making it right and
2: tuscaloosa county they get the win back so yeah kudos to them. mark i'm not going to dwell too much on that but you know of all the stories yesterday that really kind of hit me the uh the passing away of phil sellers um obviously not many people down here know probably don't care but when I, during my broadcasting days in New Jersey when I was doing Rutgers basketball, Phil was arguably the greatest player in Rutgers basketball history, the all-time leading scorer, the all-time leading rebounder. He was recruited by Dick Vitale. He was going to Notre Dame. Things didn't go well there academically, so he came to Rutgers. He played four years. He was the catalyst to getting to the final four i saw it this week where he passed away at the age of 69 and it's just one of those things you know over the years there's individuals you, you get to know and you broadcast for and i was kind of sad to see that you know with the let's say the the highlights one of the highlights of my you know broadcasting career going to the final four and a, a lot of that was due to Phil Sellers so I just wanted to make that mention
1: all right we should mention to uh Dr. Christopher Monix. high school game day currently stands at five and one uh through our six games I know this is what week four is this week four I think this is week four uh so we were five and one. we we were we were front end heavy on our schedule we've played a number of games haven't had a whole lot of uh, rest and recuperation but our guys have answered the bell we got two more this week it's very bishop sycamore where we play a couple games a week here on the high school game day but we're playing well and we'd like to uh, continue that success. We feel pretty good about our chances tonight.
2: I do. Uh, with uh, Mary G Montgomery, they're hosting Emma Bryant, and then tomorrow we're at Sarah Land, and they're hosting Robertsdale.
1: Yeah. So we're, we, we feel like be, uh, we're, we've got. Yeah, a good... I don't want
2: to make predictions. I don't. We don't do predictions on high school, but <laughs> we like
1: our chances. Okay. Here we go. 6:15. Uh, Here comes your first scoreboard, traffic, and weather of the day. We're gonna meet with the MGM principal and athletic director when we come back. We'll have some assistant coaches in here and some players all in hour number one. Paul Feinbaum and Eli Goal will join us in hour number two. The uh, the head coach of your Mary G Montgomery Vikings, Zach Golson, is set to join us in hour number three, and we got plenty more coming. We're just getting started. It's our Dr. Chris Fermonix High School Game Day right here from MGM It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM WNSP
3: my name is david palmer and i'm on W N F C 105.15. Uh, right now ty simpson has been getting most of the work with twos and uh, i thought he did a good job you know when he went in the game uh, so you know he's kind of earned the right to be in that position and I'm sure that he'll continue to compete and try to get better, and that'll be good for us in the long term. And we want to develop every player that we have in that position and continue to work with all those guys so that they all get reps. And like All-State
2: agent Kenneth Morgan, the Green and Phillips injury law firm, Ward International Trucks, LNS air conditioning, thanks to Larry Skoda, Rich's Car Wash, uh, Greer's Markets, and Cash Saver, celebrating their 107th year in this uh, area. All right, let's say hello to the hierarchy here at Mary G. Montgomery, the people that make this campus go. Uh, Chip Minton, principal, Haley Colbert, assistant principal, but athletic director. Good morning, how are you today?
4: Good morning, I'm good.
2: So Chip, why are we playing a Thursday night game?
5: Well, it's homecoming week and uh, we we usually play on Thursday night and have our dance on Friday night. And actually it helps cut out a whole day of extracurricular homecoming activity happens at night sometimes so uh,
2: it helps us out too so you got a big day planned for tomorrow night you guys both dance dance?
4: (laughs) I don't know about that we'll be working (laughs) Retired.
2: that's about it Haley we know the football program is off to a terrific start I mean I I go back in memory has Mary G Montgomery ever been ranked number four in seven eight ever
4: no I don't think so we were talking before and I think he said he thought it was about in the 50s the last time we were ranked
5: I know you. Had we around but they didn't have 7A back then. So. <laughs> yeah. So it hadn't been that that long ago in 7A.
2: <laughs> yeah. The uh, the the success you had with Scott Leslie. Th- those are the day, I used to come out here and broadcast games when mm-hmm. Scott was coaching. But since then, I can't remember when you've had this success. So Haley, congratulations for what you've done for this football program.
4: Well, I would like to say I contributed more, but. I'll take it <laughs> how about the uh,
2: other programs uh, as athletic director getting off this fall what's going on with some of the other programs
4: oh, I've, um, I brag and brag on our coaching staff I, I say all the time that I think this is the strongest coaching staff that we've had in a while as a whole um, we've always had good coaches um, but as a whole this is a strong strong coaching staff they hold our athletes to a high standard and um, we're off to a good start so far
2: all right some of the sports uh, that are we've got volleyball
4: going on right now um they're off to a good start uh our cross country uh girls and boys are doing very well um our ninth grade team just came in second in their little race so kudos to them Um, and we've got you know everything else in the world you can think of flag football our inaugural year of flag football um they won their very first game that they played so you know we're off to a good start
2: chip with the success of the football program and you've been a very successful football programs in the past. You've been a very successful high school football coach. What is the vibe different here these days?
5: Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, as everybody says, as football goes, that's how your year goes and starts. And it's a little more excited in the hallways. and. It, it makes a big difference in the entire school and like miss cobra said with our other athletic programs
2: yeah because in the past and i don't want to dwell too much on this but in the past baseball was pretty good here you had some success in basketball but the football program for whatever reasons just never took off and i'm wondering what that means does it help enrollment does do other things transpire you know because of this well
5: not just not just the school, but the community. It's, we have so much great community support and with them being successful. It's just a good vibe all over the community. So um, it translates into the school and with the kids. And, and uh, we already have almost 2,000 kids, so I'm not sure how much more enrollment we can we can <laughs> go with, but uh, we're running out of room. But we've always had great kids here at this school, and now I think we've got the coaches staff that has brought it out, and uh, I think we, we should be
1: in good shape down the road, and, and they're doing a great job with it. Yeah, I think one of the things that most people don't really understand—you just, you guys just mentioned it—but you got to be a part of it. It's, 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 it's something about the community, right? It's, it's not just in the school. It's very much in the school, but it's going down the street to the local pharmacy yes. or going down to the gas station. Everybody's just kind of there's a buzz, and all of that is is a result of the success that you've had here. And, and as you mentioned, for the kids, it. It just makes getting up on a Monday or Tuesday and going to school a easier, right? That's when, right. When, when, you're, when, you're, when your program is successful.
5: And the community's always been supportive out Sure, of You know, I was here before as an assistant principal and the community's always, but now, you know, they have something to look forward to every Friday night and feel like they got a chance every Friday night. And and uh, so it's a great, it's a great atmosphere and you'll see it'll be packed out tonight and, and uh, we're looking forward to it.
2: Chip, during the game, do you still coach in your own mind? <laughs>
5: uh i think that we should uh never punt so yeah i guess so uh, uh, in my mind yes i do this guy's only, playing uh, mad only newer. if it works then so I when
2: somebody needs to be disciplined do they go to chip or Haley? Do they come to your office <laughs> she 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 handles the disciplines though
4: they're usually in my office <laughs>
2: <laughs> or you just lock your door and walk out and let Chip handle
4: things. There are times. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, I'm lucky. Uh, I have a great administrative staff, so I just try
1: not to get in their way. They do a great job. Haley, how 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 cool is is flag football? Like I'm a huge fan of flag football. How many how many girls did you have come out and what's that been like for the school and and for the athletic program?
4: I want to say we had about 45 tryout, um, which was. It, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. We, we did not expect that, especially with our other sports going on. Um, almost every girl on the team, I think, are multi sport athletes. Um, and it's intense. You know, it's intense. So <laughs> yeah. it, it's nice to see them get after it.
5: It's fun. It's, yeah. You need to come out, we need to do a show. You know, a flag football show. Talk to my people. My and, uh, people will call your people. I'll, I'll talk to, to your people. Up. Maybe yeah. y'all come out one day, but uh, it, the girls are having a great they, time with it. So. Are they on the football field? They have the games on the football field? We will. Field? Uh, we've been on the road the first two games, so. Uh, Who scheduled I think in a that? a couple weeks, we'll play here. <laughs> Who schedule
2: that? That's not good to <laughs> to They play
5: it. on Tuesday nights, and uh, it, it's fun. They're,
1: they're no, flag football is a great sport. It really it is. is. It's a lot of fun to watch. So.
2: Haley, you coach softball and volleyball. Do you usually attend those? Uh, Competitions? Yes,
4: sir. I try to get to as many as I can. I do. I've got five kids, so (laughs) it's hard in between. But I try to get to as many as I can. any of them in
2: high school yet, or? or So I
4: have two. I have a 20-year-old and a 16-year-old. So I've got one in sophomore year in college and one as a sophomore here. Do they? And I've uh, got elementary age. Are they
2: competing in sports? And were they as active as you were in sports?
4: So they are not involved in sports. My three littles are. So I've got a gymnast and a volleyball player. She just made her little elementary school volleyball team. And then I've got my little baseball players after her.
5: Wonderful. You she- talk about me on Friday night at a football game. You don't see her at a softball game. You
2: talk about coaching. <laughs> wow. Well, is she like, uh, huh? are, you, are you a fanatical fan or what is it? What <laughs> well, was I know it was I got her to. program
1: for a while. That's, so.
4: <laughs> that That is my baby. Softball is my baby. So, so she's
1: having a. Uh, Conversations with, with with the umpire. I'm a little nervous. Oh, when in she your walks mind, that her. seems to be a common theme here in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for uh, having us out. We really do appreciate it, and thank you for stopping by our sports it's one. It's great yes, what y'all you. do. We really appreciate it. We and wish you guys the coming. best of luck tonight and the rest of the season. When we come back, we'll talk to some of the coaches here at Mary G Montgomery. It's our Dr. Chris Romalnik's High School Game Day. Stay with us right here on the Sports Station WNSP.
6: It's it's better than Super Bowls. An SEC football game at night is way better atmosphere than a Super Bowl. Uh, I think it's the second coolest thing I've ever been to as a as a spectator. So I'm personally really excited about going in and going to an SEC. All
1: right, 6:32. Welcome back in the Dr. Christopher Monteks High School game day here from Mary G. Montgomery. I want to thank a lot of uh, folks for making this happen. Of course, the Orthopedic Group. Our good friend David Morris over at QB Country, always a big supporter, obviously, of high school uh, football. The Mobile County Sheriff's Department, Coastal Alabama Community College, and Badcock Home Furniture of Sims. Thanks for coming aboard this week, and a reminder to support the people that support your kids here on WNSP. Uh, All right, we're going to, I think, catch up with some assistant coaches here in just a little bit, but continue with your comments in the app at WNSP com uh, as we mentioned, Alabama. In a rare move mid-season, announced who their backup quarterback is, <laughs> which is just fascinating to me. Yes, it is
2: to me too. Because, like I said, in the past, uh, Coach Saban usually doesn't let the cat out of the bag. He kind of, kind of. Doesn't uh, emphatically come out and say, "Well, he's going to do this or he's going to do that," but in fact. He did let everybody know because somebody asked him about the backup quarterback. And how many times, I wonder, has anybody ever even asked about a backup quarterback at Alabama, especially with what they've had in the past? You know, they may have asked him, well, is Tua going to start ahead of Jalen Hurts or something like that, but, you know, rarely have they ever done that with a, a backup quarterback that I can remember where it actually became a story, but the quarterback situation being what it is at alabama obviously there's a lot of interest in it so that game uh, will take place 2:30 mark on saturday there as we've talked about a number of high profile games. So, anybody who's into college football, you got your whole day planned from 11 o'clock to well into the uh, midnight
1: hours. Uh, by the way, that Notre Dame, that line on that Notre Dame Ohio State game has shifted quite a bit there. Is it Notre three? Dame getting a lot of love, yes. It's three, right? Yeah, so Notre Dame getting a lot of love on that one. Uh, that's one we got to keep an eye on. Of course, Oregon and Colorado uh, will certainly have a number of people's attention uh, there. the the, Alabama Ole Miss
2: again we talk so much about the Pac-12 and we should because they're having a fabulous year against non uh, outside competition but in that 230 game of course we'll be focusing on on Alabama and Ole Miss but two major games in the Pac-12 as we talked about Oregon and Colorado and Oregon by the way is a heavy favorite they're favored by about 20 21 points but there's also another game Utah and UCLA both of those teams off to great starts so the the Pac-12 will probably dominate the uh let's say the the highlights because you also have another game Oregon State and Washington State those were the two teams that were snubbed by most of the conferences and so forth but and the day begins actually pretty good too if you're an ACC fan with Florida State and Clemson Florida State ranked number four now in one poll and let's face it there's There's not not a lot of love between those two schools, and you may be looking at the eventual ACC champ. So some of the games that, you know, we'll be following and talking about tomorrow with point spreads and things like that, uh, I think LSU-Arkansas, Mark, is a a pretty neat game in the uh, SEC also. Uh, I'll be looking forward to that. And then Auburn and Texas A&M. And you like chaos? If Auburn somehow beats Texas A&M, look out. Don't know, you know, there's going to be a lot of... Ooh, let's say, uh, social media criticism more so than Jimbo can handle for a day or two if uh, Auburn wins that game. We can only hope. Yes, I know. That's why you like chaos, so could happen. All right, uh, we are going to be talking uh, with one of the assistant coaches for Mary G. Montgomery because that's where we are. We're in Sims. Offensive quarter Andrew Reeves is joining us right now. How you doing coach? Doing well. doing well, how's it going? Fine, it's good to have you on. You were able to find us here? I
7: was, <laughs> yeah. yes sir.
2: Uh, I just wondered because it took me a while, so I was just curious. Uh, offensively, you start with Jared Hollins.
7: Pick it up from there. Absolutely. Uh, Jared Hollins is uh, not only a great football player, but a great person. Um, gets the most out of his uh, out of his teammates. And um, he's just a really, really special kid, honestly.
2: How long have you been with this program here?
7: This is my first year at MGM. You um, came from where? Came from Daphne High School. That was my first job in 2018. I was there so for you, five seasons. Were you there with Zach? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, okay. his first year he got there was my first year coaching.
2: So what uh, prompted you to make the transition from the Eastern Shore to Mobile? You just wanted to avoid the tunnel or something like that, or what?
7: No, I just always uh, kept a great relationship with Coach Golson. Um I learned his offense when I got there in 2018. Um, and Daphne and just uh, built a really strong relationship with him and um, we've talked uh, over last year and then he was able to get me out here to MGM should we be surprised
2: at all with the lack of success for MGM that all of a sudden you're
7: number four in the state can you put your finger on how this happened so quickly Um, you heard last year um, the changes that were happening here at MGM Um, but once you walk into that building, it's no surprise. Coach Golson does a great job with his players and his coaches, um, getting them prepared and building a a culture here at MGM. So I'm really not surprised, Coach Golson.
1: So I got to ask you, and I don't want to hex the whole thing.
7: Yes, sir. Knock on wood.
1: How do you explain an offense at this point in the season that hasn't committed a single turnover?
7: Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Absolutely. Um... That's something we stress every single day, yeah. And and uh, that's one of our keys to su- success going into every single game is protect the football, no turnovers. Um, and we practice it, ball security every single week, um, things like that. So it's a it's we stress it every single week. Have you had any close calls so far this year? Close calls and, and In
2: game game competition. What down do you mean to, close? Down to the, well, down to the wire, competitive fourth quarter.
7: Um, we had to finish, um, you know, a, a very tough game versus Charles Henderson week two. Um, It was a grind, um, a really gritty game, good defense, um, and our players responded well late in the game. So what got you to the position of offensive
2: coordinator? I mean, let's look back on your career. Did you play uh, football in high school and college?
7: Yeah, I graduated from Navarre High School in Florida, um, and then I was able to play a year at Birmingham Southern, and then I came back um, to South Alabama, graduated there. Talk about play-calling. Play-calling. Um, just learning the system with Coach Golson uh, over in Daphne. I coached every position group, um, skill position group for him. So I was able to learn all the intricacies of each position group. And I think that really helped me prepare for this position uh, here at MGM. So
1: was it play-calling when uh, Tricaris ca- um uh, collier caught that ball what was it 61 yards or so was that was play calling right when it kind of tipped off the defender and he kind of caught it you guys were tied up that that was you right
7: right right um, we just needed to play <laughs> and um tj collier's been working extremely hard he's one of our sophomore receivers um and when his number was called he was able to make a yeah. play in a, in, a, in a big game it was course. a hell of a catch it was great it yeah. was a great catch very proud of him
2: uh jared hollins who we hope to have in here he's committed to uh, south alabama um down the road is, is his position in college quarterback, or is he possibly a, another position for
7: him? Absolutely, I think he's a, a, a quarterback through and through. I mean, everything you look in for a quarterback, he has, his leadership is unbelievable, um, and he can really spin it. We've all seen that.
2: Why don't you uh, preview the game with uh, Alma Bryant tonight from the offensive standpoint?
7: Um, we're just going to go out there and try to execute. Um, it's going to you know, be a execution for us. We're focused on us more than anything. Um, and go out there and have fun give MGM alumni on homecoming something proud to be something to be proud of so have we seen the best of MGM football this season or is that still yet to come still yet to come I don't think I think we everyone in that building in that field house knows we we can improve and get better Um, and that's how we approach every single day and every single week is get better every day so you got the first what three four five
1: ten plays scripted already what Yes, sir. Oh, you do. All right. Well, you give us a little sneak peek, or get the ball to our playmakers. Coach speak right off the bat. You <laughs> try. We try every weekly, and nobody will bite. One day, how, how one many, day, someone's gonna gonna let us
7: have it. How many playmakers do you have? I think we've had nine to ten different players touch the ball up to this point. Um, so, you know, we are very, very. We have really good depth. On our side of the ball, on offense and on defense as well. Zach
1: wouldn't be happy if you told us what your first three plays were, huh?
7: Absolutely not. It's a what running play. What
1: if, what if we just go misdirection? See what I did there? I used a, 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 a terminology. Let's see what you did there? Yeah. I'm, wor- I'm trying. It's going to be Jared Hollins on the keeper, right?
7: Possibly. We'll okay. see. You guys are in for a treat. All right.
1: Okay. All right. Hey. Thank you so much for getting up early with us. We know it's a long day. We really do appreciate you stopping by, and uh, best of luck tonight.
7: Absolutely, guys. Thank you for everything you do for high school football. Thanks. Uh, All right,
1: so here's what we're going to do. We've got a couple minutes. You guys can jump in. Um, I do want to tell you that um, the 11th annual Rolling Tigers Booster Club Bash is set. That's coming up on December 6th. You need to know now. And I tell you why, what makes this event so special, it's a $10,000 drawdown. There's only 300 tickets sold. That means, man, you got a really good shot at winning this money. Uh, it's for a great cause. All the proceeds go to benefit the Auburn Wheelchair Sports Program. The Rolling Tigers Booster Club is an organization um, that was inspired by Mobile native Dr. Jared Rim. He was born with spina bifida. He became the first wheelchair athlete to compete For Auburn University so uh, it's December 6th at St. Dominic's Murphy Center the event will be catered by Gabe Bay Gourmet and DJed by our own Matt McCoy there's gonna be some outstanding silent auction items including Alabama and Auburn gear as always and memorabilia there will be a signed soccer ball by Pele how cool is that so uh, and here's the best part the Auburn wheelchair basketball head coach Rob Taylor he will be there. So tell your family and friends, it's a great opportunity to meet Coach Taylor. If you're looking for more information, you're looking for tickets, Dr. Mike Rim, 232-4753. That's 232-4753. It's the 11th Annual Rolling Tigers Booster Club Bash, the $10,000 drawdown, set for December 6th at St. Dominic's Murphy Center. Make sure you make a point to get out there. Here's what we do. We'll come back, we'll wrap up hour number one. We're hoping to catch up with some MGM players. Uh, Hour number two includes Paul Feinbaum, Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide. We'll talk to the coach, the head coach here at Mary G, uh, Mr. Zach Golson himself, in hour number three. Plenty left here on a special Thursday edition. It's our Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day. We're right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Stay with us.
8: This is C.J. Mosley, inside linebacker, and you listen to the Sports Station, WNSP, 105.5.
1: Six forty nine. Welcome back in. Wrapping up our number one of our special Thursday edition of our Dr. Christopher Monick's High School Game Day. Mark and Lee, we're in the mobile studios of Air Sports 1 on the campus of Mary G. Montgomery. I want to tell you about our team
2: of the day. Bachelor service every Thursday. Bachelor service, our team of the day. And we really appreciate Rick True and everything that he has done now. I'm guessing, I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I know for the last couple of weeks driving around, I've seen those bachelor service trucks all over the place. It's starting to cool down, so perhaps uh, they're not quite as busy. But wait a minute, maybe they are, because they do so many things. It's not just going to your home and giving that special $79 tune-up special, which has been going on for years and years, but they do have – Uh, generators, house generators in stock, if you want to take a ride over there to check them out or give them a call. They take care of plumbing services for the home as well. They have a full complement of air purification products. So take advantage of everything that bachelor's service has to offer. Let me say this, any business that's been in business for over, what, 55 years? They know what they're doing. They got to be, to continue doing it and to be as popular as they are. They're the Daikin uh, Comfort Pro, offering the Daikin line of air conditioning equipment with the most state-of-the-art technology available in the industry. Bachelor Service, the phone number, 476-4321, or you can visit them at bachelorservice.com. Take advantage of that $79 tune-up special for heating and air conditioning. and We're going to take advantage of talking to some of the top players out here at Mary G Montgomery Jared Hollins good morning Good morning the quarterback you got to put your um, microphone just a little bit closer okay so congratulations so far in the season Thanks, sir has this been uh, the great start you were hoping for is everything gone well
9: it has been uh, you know it was less of a hope and more of a you know we was got a of, had a lot of good preparation so it was less of a hope and more of a expectation but you know we expect them to go further than we have so far. All
1: right, Jared, tell us a little bit about that offense, man. It's, it's clicking pretty good. I know that 61-yarder last week was just like you dialed it up, right?
8: Uh, Yes, sir. I mean, it's it looks good, but I feel like we have a lot of things to improve on. So, you know, no matter how good it ever looks, you know, it's always just a grind to get better and be more efficient in everything we do. So right now, that's what we're working towards and, you know, hopefully to improve on that tonight.
2: You're the captain. Yes, sir. So what do you do? What's what's what what gives you that uh, extra, uh, being the captain, Are you uh, the team leader?
8: I think since last year, uh, I, I was just I'm more vocal than anything. You know, we got a lot of leaders that's just um you know they show up and they do the work and they lead by example and you know I do that too, but I feel like um, my role is more prominent in vocalizing because it's not a lot of vocal leaders and I, I'm one of the main ones so. That's really what they, they fell behind. You know, the guys respect me and, and they listen to what I'm saying. Um, you know, so I, you can't be a good leader without some good followers. So. Jerry, do you listen to him? I'm John. is Jerry. John,
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> what did I say? All right. Let me ask both of you. When – how long have you been starting? Well, I started my junior year, so
8: last
9: year. I started my 10th grade year in a different position.
2: At Where were you positioned
9: in? I used to be a defensive lineman, a DN. All
2: right. So when did, okay, the, the evolution, the change, you guys are ranked fourth in the state now. A couple of years ago, could you have seen this happening?
8: Uh, I mean, there was there was a vision here before Coach Golson got here, and uh, I don't know if y'all know the story, but I was at a different school my sophomore year, and I came back, you know, with the hopes of taking this program to something bigger than what it's been in, in you know, a long time. and. You know, with all the guys and pieces around me, that's that's just what we did. And the coaches, you know, we got a great staff, great players, and that's that's what we've been able to do. So, you know, we've always had a vision, but you know, you got to have somebody to 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 drive the ship, so to speak, and, and that's what Coach Ghostin' has been for us. So,
2: is it different vibe around campus? I mean, let's go back a couple of years to what it is now, and you're walking. I like you like big men on campus now.
9: It definitely is. Uh, going back from tenth grade year, it was a. 0-10 year. It was a bad year uh, of football. So, you know, ever since we didn't changed the way we're moving and changed the way our record looking, we've been, I wouldn't say it's a different respect level, but it's a different, you know, that they just look at us different, you know. So, yeah.
1: So, talk, to John, defensively, you guys, I think, came up with three turnovers last week, right? So is that the mentality that you want to get the ball, or is it just do your job and, and, and good things happen? Like, what's the goal there?
9: Well, we have keys to success every week, and the yeah. uh, key to success is always get at least three turnovers. So we shoot for that anyway, so, and we, we're a swarm defense. So every time anyone touches the ball, everyone gets there because that's the way we practice. So.
1: So it it helps though to be in the plus side of that category if your offense and I mentioned this earlier hasn't committed a turnover all season right Knock on wood I'm, I'm gonna be doing that a lot because I'm asking a lot of people how do, how do you how do you explain that in high school football that you've played as many games as you've had and not committed a turnover as a team uh,
8: I've hexed the whole damn thing by the way I think I think that's just a, a tes- testament to my teammates yeah. you know like you know, I was thinking about it. Lately and you know, I would be nothing without the guys I'm playing with. So, you know, I might be the only one on the offense right now committed to go play D1, but without my receivers or my old linemen, if I'm not there throwing the ball, you know, I can go over 17. I'm hitting them in the hands. It don't matter. Whatever the case may be. You know if i can throw but they're not catching then that ain't gonna do me no good so you know the offense they played a big part you know my my teammates they played a big part in, into into that and you know it's really not the focus to not go play turnovers If you play up tight like that then turnovers right. are gonna sure. happen so you just go out there and you play the game you're having fun with your uh your guys and they're making plays for you talk about the future talk about your future after this year what happens uh you know right now committed to go play football for the jacks hometown uh leo so that's that's what it yes, looks like, like right you now you sound
2: like the coach <laughs> so obviously you've talked to him before because that's his yes, is, is, closing comment yes sir uh, why did you decide at this point to commit to south alabama
8: uh you know hometown team you know they sold a picture of hometown hero you know that's that's something that that's not really i wouldn't say the most important thing but you know people getting behind you and supporting you that always feels good and you know they them selling that picture of me being the face of the program And uh, you know, me just having the opportunity to go play college ball, I love the game, love the opportunity, and you know that's something big for me. So.
1: And and them going to Stillwater and beating Oklahoma State certainly didn't hurt, did it? I know, right? How crazy was that?
2: A great game, great game. How about you, John? What's what's your future?
9: Uh, As of now, I am offered by Birmingham Southern College, but uh, I'm hoping to you know continue to work, continue to be seen, and you know pull in more offers and all that. So. You know, football is what I want to do after high school. So either way, I got to do that. If I go to Birmingham Southern or walk on anywhere else, I just plan on playing football on the next level.
2: Jared, do you get to call plays at all? I mean, can you change plays at the line of scrimmage? Uh,
9: I
8: can. I can audible out. I really don't often. Our our coach, Coach Gosling, does a great job calling the plays. And um, you know, I can I can tell him things I see, and you know, call plays before he calls plays on things that that looks available and plays that we should run, but. You know, I, I just trust Coach doing his job, and, and you know, as y'all, as y'all can tell, he does a great job at that. So.
2: Yeah, John, you're also the captain of the right. uh, the defense. Do you actually, you call plays too, or or, you, or he, you, can you change them after they're called in from the sideline?
9: I feel like I could change them, but I've never attempted to because every time they call a play, they always put us in the right place, so there's no reason. And to Paige change will you get so on
1: you too a little bit too, right? that man. I have to have a talk with
8: him. You guys I'll play I'll any other sports? Uh, I. I'm not playing this year. I plan to graduate in December, going to college, so I won't play anything else this year. But up until my junior year, I play baseball and I play basketball too.
2: So let me again. We've talked to many athletes about this. They want to get out after their, well, halfway through their senior, year instead of sticking around for you know the spring semester. Why is that? Why why the early start? Uh,
8: I think for me as a quarterback, getting reps and knowing the offense, the system um, is. The biggest thing for me, just being able to get into the system and, and learn it. Uh, you know, I have a brother that plays in, at, in college, University of Illinois, and that was one of his biggest things as a receiver, learning the system. So, you know, just being able to get in early and do that—that's uh, that's my biggest thing. You know, and sometimes I still have thoughts like, you know, it's my senior year, so I might I might want to stick around. So I'm still I'm still on the edge about that.
2: John, do you uh, have uh, as far as other sports?
9: Uh, only other sport I play is basketball. Uh, I'm a starting point guard for Mary G. Montgomery, so, you know. That's a pretty important position. Yes, sir.
1: Guys, we uh, can't thank you enough for coming up, getting up early with us and and joining us here in Air Sports 1. Uh, Congratulations on all the success. Best of luck tonight, the rest of the season. Uh, We'll be rooting for you, for sure. Thank you. All right, uh, so we are one hour into our three-hour edition of the uh, Dr. Christopher Monick's High School Game Day. When we come back, uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Paul Feinbaum, also in hour number three or hour number two, Eli Goal, uh, the head coach of Mary Montgomery, is at Golson set to join us as well. So stay with us. There's plenty left right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. It's a special Thursday edition of the Dr. Christopher Monex High School Game Day. Stay with us right here on the sports station, WNSP.
0: Opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Chevanian, and Michael Bronner. The opening kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael.
1: of our Dr. Christopher Monix high school game day. That's right, Mark, I'm Lee Ravinian We're in Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of Mary G. Montgomery. And we're going to take
2: a break from coverage of MGM and Alma Bryant to talk some SEC football with our good friend ESPN SEC broadcaster, longtime friend Paul Feinbaum. Paul, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you today? Very well. Thanks, guys. So as I understand it, SEC Now featuring you and a bunch of others. You're going to Aggie Land, or you're there already? Be there tomorrow. All right. I'm curious if you had to, let's say, go the important a a win Saturday more important for Alabama or Texas A&M.
3: Oh, I think it's Alabama because there's just so much more at stake. Uh, I, I don't really consider Texas A&M uh, to be in the national title or SEC title race. Uh, Alabama, I do, and I think a loss to all uh, to Miss, while mathematically doesn't eliminate them from the SEC, it just it, it pretty well eliminates them from the playoffs, short of something miraculous, and, and I just think it, it causes so much consternation. As far as uh, you know, A&M is a total, totally different situation. I mean, you're people are wondering about uh, Jimbo Fisher's career. Uh, I mean, Nick Saban is is a little more solid in his legacy than Jimbo Fisher.
2: Do you think the uh, quarterback position at Alabama has been handled okay?
3: No, I think it's been a complete and total disaster. I've, I've never seen uh, more mismanagement uh, of, of a QB situation in, in a three-week period than I have with, with Nick Saban and Tommy Reese. Uh, I don't really understand uh, very much about it, and and I, I don't, and and everybody thinks. I mean, there are a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that think Nick, Saban, that, that believe Nick Saban just simply uh, held held Jaylen Milrow back after a, a terrible performance, just to, just to try to establish the other quarterback. That that's not how college football is operated. There are only 12 games a year. You don't do that uh, in live action. You do that before the season.
2: So, how much of the offensive woes do you place on the new offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese?
3: Well, I put a great deal on him, but uh, ultimately, uh, whatever he he intended to do, he, I can't believe that he didn't see that the offensive line uh, was, was extremely poor. Uh, therefore, you know why why in the world he was trying to to run some of the schemes that that he was. Uh, I'll never understand. And I think that's really the the biggest flaw I have with him, other than. The fact that I also believe he wanted uh, Tyler Buckner as his quarterback and and really did not put uh, Milro, at least in the Texas game, in the best possible situations.
1: So, Paul Feinbaum, our guest here on WNSP, follow him on Twitter, X, whatever, at Feinbaum. So, was Tommy Reese sabotaging Alabama to some degree?
3: No, that's not what I said. Uh, I, I just said he didn't put Jalen Milrow in the best possible situation. He has, a, he has an offensive philosophy, and I think he failed to consider uh, what his quarterback, uh, who, who he and Nick Saban did, determined to be the starter, was best at. I mean, we all know what Jalen Milrow can do and can't do.
1: All right, so, Paul, let's go back to Sunday slash Monday. So Saban makes the announcement about his quarterback, but it was the day after – Lane Kiffin comes out with his allegation that Kevin Steele's not running the defense. A couple questions here: Is this just Lane throwing a little confusion, uh, a wrench into the whole, you know, situation, just causing mass confusion and kind of creating a narrative there to con- to uh, to uh, keep Alabama busy? And is Nick Saban making that statement or making that announcement on Monday to combat that previous statement because he would generally. Give the whole. We're going to let them compete, and we'll have a starter after practice, the end of practice, and all that kind of stuff.
3: Well, first of all, Lane Kiffin didn't make that up. Uh, you know what, what he. You know the reason I don't know why he he put that out there. That's uh, he claims he was he put that out there because he was asked a, a specific question. But rarely have I ever seen a coach respond to to a, to a question like that. All he had to say was, you know, we've been up kept. We've been up against. Uh, the question was about going up against Kevin Steele. And remember, yeah. he worked with Kevin Steele on the Alabama staff as well. All he had to say was, uh, "You know, I respect Kevin. He's a great coach." That's that's all. You, that's all anybody ever says. But but Lane had to uh, take that a step further and say, "Yeah, we saw in the game Saturday that Kevin Steele what didn't look like he was calling the plays." And by the way, what Lane said is true. Uh, it looked like uh, Tamarius Robinson was sending in the signals, and 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 then Mark Nick Saban didn't really exactly. Clear it up. I mean, everybody thinks, "Oh, Saban put it to bed." No, he didn't. Uh, all Saban said was, "Kevin Steele is the defensive coordinator," uh, and he added, "We've, you know, we've, we we've, we've, we've tweaked uh, our game day management." Well, that can mean anything. He never said, "Kevin Steele is the is the is the defensive coordinator." Kevin Steele is making the calls, and, and and I'm bringing him in right now to to, uh, to talk to you. I mean, even though he doesn't allow assistants to talk, that's not what he said. I believe Lane was correct. And what I really don't understand, Mark, is why Nick Saban brought it up without being asked.
2: We're talking with Paul Feinbaum and Paul, another element to this game, and I I, I know I can't put you into the, the the headset of Pete Golding, but just I wonder how important this game is to Pete Golding, the defensive coordinator for Ole Miss after leaving Alabama.
3: I feel pretty uh confident in describing what I'm about to say, I think Pete Golding, even though he was not technically fired, felt like he was run off by the Alabama fans. Uh, and listen, I I'm, I'm I, know, I know that story extremely well, uh, and, and I'm not just saying that to, to, to be uh, sensational. I'm saying it because it's 100% true. And there is a lot of bitterness uh, inside Pete Golden right now for. His treatment of, uh, by, the, by by fans of the University of Alabama. I'm not saying I'm not saying Nick Saban. I'm saying the fan base. So is this an important game for him? You better believe it. Uh, he he's gotten a second chance in a very good spot, and on top of that, uh, it's self evident and, and, and pretty obvious that Pete Golden knows about as much about Alabama as anyone, uh, considering he was just there.
2: You know, Paul. That's that's that was my feeling. I was just wanted to hear your take on that. All in all, who do you like in this game, Alabama, Ole Miss?
3: Uh, I favor Alabama, uh, and and I know uh, you know people will say, well, you've been really critical this week. Well, yeah, I have. That's 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 what I do. Uh, I look at things and I give opinions. But uh, yeah, I I, I, I don't want to give you one of these. You know, I'll, I'll see it. I'll have to see it to believe it. But I, I've seen this game before. In fact, I've seen this game every year since Lane Kiffin has been at Alabama, uh, has been at Ole Miss playing Alabama. It just seems like we always have the same conversations leading in, and then uh, Nick Saban out coaches him. So I'll, uh, you know, if if I'm wrong about that Saturday afternoon, you know, sue me. Uh, But uh, that's how I feel today.
1: Uh, before we let you go, Paul, uh, I know you uh, told the fine folks at Get Up that Nick Saban's career is teetering right now. You also made the comment that Alabama is in dire straits. you want to give us a little context on those comments?
3: Well, I think uh, what I said was his future is teetering, and, and and you know people you know grab headlines uh, you know, in a very quick and rushed segment on national television, Mark, uh, and, and 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 you know without you know doing what you just did, ask for some context. Uh, the, the point is that if Alabama were to lose Saturday, I think there would be a an enormous amount of negativity uh, connected yeah. to the program, and, and I think that's a problem for Nick Saban just in because he's never dealt with that before at Alabama. He's never everything has always been really good. Uh, you know, his his worst moments have been losing national championship games. <laughs> they haven't been being knocked out of the playoffs uh, on the first day of fall, and I think that that's a big deal. And I read some comment from one of the, I think it was the Alabama, one of the Alabama broadcasters uh, did a podcast uh, yesterday and I saw something on Twitter uh, where he said, you know, Nick Saban could lose uh, the next 12 or 15 or 30, I don't remember, like 30 games, uh, Next, ne- the next 12 games by 30 points and it, it wouldn't make a better difference. Yes, it would. Uh, fans would, would be apple, apoplectic. They already are. Uh, I, you guys do a talk show every day and. In one of the largest cities in the South, and fans were were, were exercised over a win, let alone uh, what 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 a loss would bring. So that that's what I meant by that. And I think from a dire straits standpoint, this is no longer uh, you know your, your grandfather's uh, college football season where you know if you have a bad year uh, you, you figure it out. I mean everything is on the line every day now in college football with with the transfer portal. Uh, and if, if Alabama completely and totally bombs out this season, which I don't think they will, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying it, but if, if the trend line continues, then I think that would cause a lot of pressure, uh, and it's not like everybody else in the SEC is going backwards. Uh, Nick Saban, in some ways, is still trying to keep up with Kirby Smart.
1: Hey, before we let you go, I, got, I do got to ask you, uh, I was I was doing some radio in Tuscaloosa, and somebody asked me the question, I, I want to pose the same one to you. When they came off the field against south florida the body language the mood it clearly felt like a loss do you do you put anything into that it, it I, you know i know it was raining and he was miserable but uh, it, as it was posed to me it almost looked like nick saban didn't didn't have answers he he was lost did do you buy into that at this well, point
3: no, I, I do buy into that mark and I, I think that that goes into more what i'm saying that yeah uh, nick 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 Saban uh, you know, may very well be, may, I say may very well be at a crossroads right now because, uh, you know, he, he's done everything uh, and, and, you know, he, he's, his behavior this year, his, his comments are completely at odds with the way he has always been. Uh, I had a former player for him tell me this week, and, and this is a prominent player. This isn't just, you know, a gift a, a string walk-on. He said, Saban, the harder Saban is on the team, the more confident he is in them. What does that mean? That means he knows that they're good. He knows they're elite, and they can handle it. And when when he criticizes them, uh, it's it's about the minute things, the difference between one play and a national championship game. Nick Saban uh, sounds like the coach of the bad news bears right now. Uh, I mean, he's you know he, he's propping them up. He's clapping. He's saying all the right things. This is not Nick Saban. I mean, this is somebody – I don't know if somebody came and, and and kidnapped Nick Saban and took him to another planet, but the Nick Saban that we saw walking off that field, the Nick Saban we see in press conferences, the Nick Saban we see in interviews, is it, it, not the same Nick Saban that's won six national championships at Alabama.
1: Paul, great stuff as always, man. No, know it's a busy time. We appreciate you always having time for us. Uh, have a great week, and we'll do it again next week.
3: My pleasure, guys.
1: Thank you. Yep, that's Paul Fonbaum, ladies and gentlemen. All right, scoreboard, traffic, weather. We're here at Mary G. Montgomery. Our Dr. Christopher Monix high school game day, a Thursday edition, continues right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com.
10: Hi, this is Phil Steele, and you're listening to WNSP 105.5.
1: 725 welcome back in our special thursday edition of the dr christopher monix high school game day that's right mark i'm lee shermanian we're in air sports one and we are on the campus of mary g montgomery
2: thanks to such great sponsors like Rears market and cash savers celebrating their 107th year and boy take advantage of that st louis venue the rooftop you got rich's car wash thanks to sarah and our good friends at rich's LS air conditioning ward international trucks Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm. David Green, thank you. And Allstate agent Kenneth Morgan. And let's say hello to Doug Harwell. Doug, Hi. welcome aboard. Uh, joining us here in Air Sports One. Doug, you're you're more uh, you're kind of like uh, not a coach. You're not a player, <laughs> but you're very well connected to the program. How so?
11: Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I'm on the school board. That's uh, one of my uh, high schools, and um, you know, I graduated from Mary Montgomery in uh, 1983 actually have a 40-year class for Union coming up in a couple weeks <laughs> and then uh, all three of our, our boys graduated here played football here so uh, I was on a booster club here for about 13 years so just uh, grew up in Sims and just yes yeah, a big part of the community so you've been with this program since
2: 1983 give or take your thoughts on where this program is now and where it has been and and, and the, the feeling you must have yeah. to see them ranked as high as they are in the state
11: yeah you know i, I you know i was thinking about that just uh when uh, haley called me and um and i just been around the program for a long time going to school here and and then um our boys play and we you know we really had some really good players here we had some really good coaches here uh really good administration and um you know, when you, you think of that, uh, Lee, I think about, um, you know, people who talk about buy-in and you hear processes and you hear all these kind of things. And um, when I think about our coach here, Coach Zach, and our administration, uh, I kind of go back to this thing about uh, we're here in church, you know, we hear about uh, peace. And uh, I actually taught that Sunday school this Sunday, but was talking about peace. And I, I can relate this to it. It's, you know, when somebody trusts and somebody has uh, faith and somebody has uh, acceptance, and uh, Coach Zach brought all three of those things in, and he and, and like I said with Chip and and uh, the administration here, and going back to Mar- Marlon Farrell, and um and uh, and they, they, you know, he brought all that together, and people believing in what we what you could do here, brought the city in, and um, so it's just been a remarkable thing just watching this. Got your son on the phone right now. Okay, Jake.
2: Good morning. This is Lee Cervani, along with Mark Heim here at Air Sports One. Uh, how you doing?
3: Uh, good morning I'm doing uh, I'm doing great how are you guys
2: good uh Jake Harwell joining us you played for the Vikings so uh, what kind of feeling do you have now about where this program is headed
10: um I, I guess I sympathize a lot
3: with what my dad said uh you know I played I played there uh I guess out the 20 2016 uh, so it's been a while um, it's, uh, we were definitely never ranked that high um, and as high as they're doing now. But like you said, we've always had a lot of great players, a lot of good coaches. It was just uh, bringing it together was always the issue for us. So it's really special to see what they're doing now.
2: Jake, what are you doing now? What keeps you busy?
3: What keeps me busy? Uh, medical school keeps me busy. I'm actually uh, heading there now.
2: Well, we wish you the best. Doug. I know you have very difficult courses, and who knows, maybe someday I'll be coming to you. <laughs> like you, you never know. Yeah. Wish uh, you wish you the best, and uh, thanks for joining us. Doug, uh, looking forward to tonight's game with Elmo Bryant?
11: Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I was just telling Chip, you know, on the school board, we have this thing with board members, and they always talk about, you know, Mary Montgomery football, and I've just been sitting very quietly, Lee, just listening to them, you know. And they're they're talking about the the new turf fields we get, and when they can start. And I'm just sitting there listening. When park probably start ours in December?
1: <laughs> we can't thank you enough for stopping appreciate by. We appreciate it. y'all having us here. Eli yeah. Goal is next. Take a listen to the MGM band. Thank you. on this special Thursday edition of our Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. That right there, that is the Mary G. Montgomery Band as we continue our broadcast from campus here on Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP. Out in
2: full force, the Vikings Band. You got the cheerleaders, you got the dance team putting on quite a show for us as we broadcast live from Mary G. Montgomery for uh, their game tonight against Alma Bryant, the fourth-rated Vikings. Joining us now... Thanks to Dex Imaging, our good friend, the voice of the Crimson Tide, Eli Gold. Eli, welcome to our show this morning. How are you today?
10: I am well, Lee. Thank you. Good to be with you fellows, as always.
2: You know, I, I was thinking about this. Um, you're you're at home watching the game, South Florida. I'd like to get your thoughts, what it's like, because I, I can tell you I've been through that where I was supposed to be with the team, and for whatever reasons, I couldn't. And it's it's kind of agonizing, you know, you you want to be there what what was it like watching the game on TV on Saturday?
10: Well, it was uh, a little bit different, certainly, but, yeah, I watched the game. I, I uh, you know, picked it apart like everybody else did, I guess, uh, as it went. But, no, it's, um, you know, life goes on, Lee, and uh, I enjoyed, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed watching it, but I'm going to enjoy this weekend a little bit more being there.
2: How frustrated were you? For a guy that's called as many games as you've had and seen some unbelievable offense to see the team stymied in their offense until late in
10: the game. Well, you know, I, 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 I felt bad because I know the team is far better than they showed in general, last week, but uh, you know they did get the W, and that's you know the ultimate important thing there. But uh, you know I, I don't pick on these kids. Let's face it, man. I the next down I play is my first. I, I can't pick on these kids, you know. And I'm I'm a man in his 60s. I'm not going to pick on a teenager for not doing the job to the fullest extent of what he wants. You know, he, like the coach always said, nobody wants to win any more than those kids do. So I don't pick on them. It happens, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you get by with the win. That's the important thing. And now you see how, how that team meeting and how everything else uh, comes together uh, getting ready for Saturday against all Miss.
1: He's Eli Goal. He joins us here on WNSP. But you know what? I do appreciate the fact that you get to share in our frustration watching an ESPN broadcast when the cameramen don't get the okay to go back to their posts, so we have to sit there and
10: watch those still. Man, that's tough. It really is but I understand it. I've done enough enough TV games. I've dealt with enough bad weather. Uh, You would not want to be tethered to a metal scaffold with lightning flashing and a big old camera and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, You wouldn't want that, and that's something that ESPN and all networks look after their camera people that way. Uh, Those guys and ladies are out there, in the middle of the elements. And I mean one bad lightning strike hitting at the wrong spot and we have an absolute disaster. So uh, I know it was frustrating certainly but uh, it was I'd rather be frustrated than be sitting here this morning talking about you know that great kid who lost his life you know focusing in on a play while the lightning was flashing around him. So uh, you know I understand but uh, you know you got to be reasonable here. this is a game that they're televising. Uh, you can't uh, risk their lives.
2: Eli Gold, you're back in the saddle Saturday, and what a biggie it is. A 2:30 game against Ole Miss. Your friends Lane Kiffin, Pete Goldinger coming mm-hmm. to town. We know who the quarterback yeah. is for Alabama. Your thoughts on this contest?
10: Well, it's going to be a tough ball game. It really is. Uh, You know, there's there's no surprise about that. It's a tough ball game. Uh, I'm sure Lane will be ready. He'll have something up his sleeve or more than one something up his sleeve because that's the way he is. But I'm very interested to see how Alabama does in that. Milro has you know been talked to he knows what he has to do to lead this team uh, like i said before and as was written in the papers there was a, a players only meeting it'll be interesting to see how that plays out how that manifests itself so i like the fact that bama is going to get right back to work there's no off week here or anything they're getting right back to work uh and and hopefully they will uh, respond the way everybody wants them to and the way they themselves want to so uh that's what i'm looking forward to
2: yeah and when you when you get to that uh the stadium and then you do the interview with nick saban Of course, you weren't there to interview him last Saturday. What's going to be your first? Well, of course, wait a minute. Let's back up. You have him tonight, too, on uh, Hey
10: Coach, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we have him on Hey Coach this evening.
2: He seems to be, I don't know what, maybe you can come up with a term, but like he's been, like, for him to announce earlier in the week that Jalen Milrow is going to be his quarterback, then he announces yesterday about Ty Simpson. Doesn't seem to be the, the, the same Nick Saban that we've seen in the past. He seems a little bit changing or mellowed a little bit.
10: Well, you know, maybe, maybe he is smart enough to know that that's the approach he has to take with the personality of this ball club. Uh, you know i don 't know that's that 's a great observation, but you know i don 't know the motivations behind everything that the coach does, but he everything he does he does for a reason. So whether it's this is a different kind of team, whether they have to be motivated differently, whether the mystery of who's doing this and who's doing that was not the best approach to take for this group of young men, I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll find out together. But you're right. It's been a little bit different. But at the same time, it's not always been this approach that he's had to take, you know, in many, many seasons, we've known who the quarterback is, and and that's that. Here it's been a little bit different. Maybe nobody has taken the lead until – excuse me. Nobody has taken the lead until now to, uh, you know – to, to not have to do that, so uh, I don't know. We'll all find out together, but we'll talk about it this evening. You're right. Hey, Coach uh, from Tuscaloosa uh, tonight from uh, 6, excuse uh, 5:30, excuse me, 6:30 until 8 o'clock. Uh, we've got to Chris Lowe from ESPN, the senior writer from uh, ESPN. He's going to be joining us on the show as well.
1: You know what was uh, what was great about last week's. Uh, I know I'm not telling you. You know, already know was the way Nick Sam- Saban brought in Pee Wee. That that was just brilliant. That was that was radio gold. If you if you if you pardon the expression.
10: Yeah, it was good stuff. And you know we talked about it uh, on an interview show yesterday. Uh, he respects Pee-wee. He likes Pee-wee. Uh, he knows, you know, he's gotten to know him, not intimately, I'm sure, but he's known him now over the years. Uh, and it was good. It, it was and, and the coach was trying to lighten things up a little bit while at the same time letting everybody know that he, too, was concerned about the, what he was seeing on the offensive line. So, yes, it was radio gold. I like how you put that, but uh, not, it had nothing to do with me, but it was strictly uh, the coach uh, kind of loosening things up a bit and uh, and, 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 you know, but but Pee Wee and he they have a a nice relationship over the years.
2: Yeah. By the way, they'll be uh, broadcasting from Bob Howard's restaurant up there in Tuscaloosa. Hey, by the way, Eli, you know who my favorite yeah. Pee Wee was? What? Pee Wee, my favorite Pee Wee Reese. Do you remember him? <laughs>
10: Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't know exactly where you were going. Sure, Pee Wee Reese was a an outstanding Brooklyn Dodger and uh, New York Yankee for a while, and uh, uh, he played somewhere else also. But uh, yeah, Pee Wee was uh, Pee Wee Reese was a great uh, a great baseball player, and, and and from what I'm told, I don't, didn't know him, but from what I'm told, he was a great storyteller too.
2: Absolutely, you got a pretty good story about Dex Imaging
10: always when something is needs to be done call dex imaging end of discussion see you goodbye <laughs> they're, that re- they're that efficient. They're that good. They are so good that you can rely, your, you can take your business and rely on Dex Imaging. You don't have to follow up. You don't have to micromanage. They will get done whatever needs to be done. Folks, we're talking about office machines here. And when you lose the service, you don't realize how much you really do rely on these office machines, the copiers, the scanners. And so on. It is so wonderful to have a company like Dex Imaging to take care of everything that you need. You don't have to worry about it. They'll send you new ink when, the, when it says you've got to get new cartridges for ink. They do everything for you. It's very simple and it's very efficient, and it's affordable for whatever budget you are working with. Check it out. Dex is D-E-X. Help you see their name on every outfield wall in Major League Baseball now. Dex Imaging and DexImaging.com.
1: Hey, Eli, great stuff, man. Enjoy the game. It's going to be a good one. We'll be listening right there on our sister station, 92.1 The Zoo, man. Have a great
10: week. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you.
1: Uh, it's 744. What we'll do is here, we'll wrap up our number two. want to let you know, though, a lot of people have made this possible here on WNSP, and I'm talking about our Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day. want to give a shout-out to David Morris, a QB country, who obviously supports high school football in our area, the Mobile County Sheriff's Department, uh, the orthopedic group, Um, Coastal Alabama Community College, and Badcock Home Furniture of Sims. Thank you for coming aboard and supporting MGM Athletics. A reminder, though, to always um, celebrate and support the people that support your kids. When we come back, we'll talk to the head coach of MGM right here on our sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com.
9: There you go, former Auburn football player and current CFL player. You're listening to WNSP.
0: The opening kickoff continues on WNSP, and it's time to highlight the cars of the week with David McCrary at LCM Motorcars in Theodore. All
1: right, 748, David McCurry, LCM Motorcars. LCM Motorcars.com joins us here on WNSP as we broadcast from Mary G. Montgomery. David, good morning, sir. How are things out there on the lot?
12: Good morning, yeah, everything's good. We had um, we had a really good um, Tuesday this week. Uh, after I spoke with you, we ended up buying seven vehicles. So we got three Toyota Camrys, uh, 2010, 2018, 2019, all real nice cars i got a Dodge Journey, got a couple of trucks, so um, the inventory is in really good shape right now.
1: As always, you have a little something for everybody, and the point that we always like to make is if you don't, you have the ability to go out and get exactly what your customers need.
12: That's right. We'll sit down and put the things up on the TV, let you see what they are, pull car faxes, look at condition reports, and figure out what, what you want and how to get here.
1: David, I know, especially Toyotas, they don't hang around very long. They're going to be pretty hot <laughs> items there. How can not, people not get normally. to you guys? Yeah, how do you guys, uh, what's the best way to come out and check it out and get more information?
12: Well, we've got pictures of, um, I think, all the Camrys online already at Uh You can give us a call at 251-375-0068. We can text you some pictures if you'd like. There's not a, everything you want to see. Um, or just come by the office. We're at Highway 90 and Plantation in Theodorus, one mile south of I-10, exit 15A.
1: He's Dave McCrary, LCM Motorcars, Motorcars LCMMotorcars.com. Never a dull moment. Always something going on over at the lot, man. We appreciate the time, and we'll be in touch.
12: Have a good weekend.
1: Yep. Uh, Make sure you guys get out there to LCM Motorcars. They have a ton of inventory, and they're constantly getting new stuff. Check them out on social media as well. Their Facebook page are always updating. And, of course, go to LCMMotorcars.com. It's a one-stop shop, financing and everything.
2: The coach who has brought MGM into prominence in the state is Zach Olson, and he's in the uh, air sports one with us right now. Good morning. Morning, Lee. Good morning, Mark. How you all doing today? Doing great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for setting up the show for us today. Before we get to the football part of this, it's homecoming. Is it a a week of distractions, or does it interfere with your getting your team ready for Alma Bryant?
6: Yeah, you know, one of those crazy weeks, kids rolling houses and staying up late. But that was one of the things we talked about this weekend. Do they hang
2: out at the Dairy Queen?
6: I don't know about that, but they've been hanging around at each other's houses. I can tell you that, rolling each other. I've seen a lot of pictures. You know, they're enjoying enjoying the moment, and, um, you know, we talked about that this weekend though, one of the one of the keys to our success tonight is going to be being able to avoid those distractions, making sure that we get the right amount of rest and you know, there's, there's a lot of things going on. You got the homecoming court, you got the homecoming dance. Who do you want to ask to go to the dance? You know, there's a lot of things going through these 16 year olds minds that, you know, I'm not dealing with that, but I certainly was there at one point, And so I understand that those are things that are going to happen and. You know, how do we handle them? You know, will help determine how we play tonight. So
1: how many, are there any guys on the team that are on the court? And do they have to do a double duty?
6: We've got one one person, I think, that is up for homecoming king, J.D. Moore. Um, You know, he's a great kid starting offensive lineman for us. And uh, so we'll see how he how so, he uh, so how he what, does.
1: Will, will he need to exit the locker room
2: at uh, yeah, half Honestly, time I and really don't
6: know. I don't even crazy. know what the process is there. so <laughs> you know, We talked
2: about the band; they're really good. They're okay, great, and, yeah. I, and I like the fact that yeah, the Dan Seema had in the Cheerleaders. But you and I were talking about <laughs> bands and and how loud they can play. And has that been a distraction at all?
6: No, it's just funny, man. A crazy story when uh, when we were here, my last year at Daphne. I think I think MGM was 0 and 7, and uh, we we came to play them, and they ha- they affected the band, affected the game. Uh, we struggled to communicate, and uh, they were super loud every time we had the ball, and. You know I thought I was really impressed by that that last time that, that I played against MGM. So they do a great job though Man, mr. Warren and the band and our cheer and dance man They all do a really good job. They they perform across the state and in competitions and they're always one of the top teams In their competitions and then they do a great job on Friday night
2: college football announcers always make an issue with this uh, team is driving to where the student body uh, is making a lot of noise and when you go on the road like SEC the, the problems that opposing teams have with uh, picking up signs and the noise and everything Is that an issue in high school?
6: Oh, yeah, it can be it gets loud and uh, you know Obviously we i have talked to mr. Warren and told him every time we're on defense We want y'all as loud as you can be and they do a great job of that man They really are loud and they affect you know They affect the ability to communicate
2: you you mentioned you just mentioned about like when Daphne came here and MGM was 0 and 7 I'm wondering now Coaches who are playing MGM how their mindset has changed like two years ago You might look and say oh, there's a win. We got that. You know, I got to say it publicly But yeah, that's an easy win. I wonder what they're saying now,
6: you know, I'm not sure um, You know, I, I know that Everybody that we've played against so far, you know, has been very complimentary of our kids and the way we play the game um, Our staff and you know, it's, it's, it's obvious that we're improved um, so th- I think there's a, re- a level of respect out there, you know for the way that we're playing the game the way that we're performing and so you know, uh, Hats off to our whole coaching staff and our players for buying into that uh, Mentality and you know, I think that it's really a tribute to them and the glory You know, we always think we talk about this a lot in our program and the glory really isn't ours uh, the glorious is to God and, and to the kingdom of Christ and so you know, that's really, you know one thing that we try to You know, we put, we kind of built our foundation on that. And, um, and so we, we always want to make sure that we acknowledge that.
1: Zach Golson is our guest here on WNSP, the MGM head coach. Uh, Last, uh, you guys are, are, are protecting the ball. You're turning the ball over on defense you're getting enough explosive plays. What do you what do you like specifically about this team? And, and is the best still yet to come from this group.
6: Yeah, we we really haven't haven't played a complete game, especially offensively um, You know, we've I think we've had four touchdowns called back on penalties uh, explosive play 60 plus yard touchdowns called back so um, You know, we got to be a little bit cleaner uh, as far as penalties go we have done a really great job of protecting the ball zero turnovers in four games. That's that's tough to do
3: Yeah,
6: uh, it has been a point of emphasis. And so, you know, Jared does a great job with decision-making um, Rarely puts the ball in a place where you know, it's not either our guy or nobody That's something we talk about and then obviously our running backs and all of our ball carriers have done a good job um, You know because people have obviously tried to get it off of us, but we've been able to hold on to it and you know, I think defensively, man, our guys, we've kind of said it since even back in the spring, we are very fast and very physical, and uh, we, we create some problems. Uh, we have started fast on offense, and so we've got leads, and I think that's forced teams to kind of maybe play outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. That, that helps. Sure. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're good on the back end at defensive back. We do a great job of getting pressures with our defensive front, and so, you know, we're, we're doing a good job of that. I, Obviously we needed to continue if we want to continue to have the success that we've enjoyed and I think our kids are really in a good state of mind when it comes to Staying focused in the moment enjoying the moment Uh, because you know, it's not always like this and you got to enjoy where you are But um, we got to keep getting better every day and I think our kids have bought into that
2: talk about the arrangement When we had Jared on and he said he had transferred in and I I was about the time you came right? I, I don't know did you come same year or Or and what position he was at, and how this all let's say matriculated to get him to the point he is one of the best quarterbacks in the area.
6: Yeah, you know he he was there. He's a Sims kid. He played in our park at Sims, and uh, he was the freshman quarterback here at MGM. And his brother, he and his brother left and went to George County uh, for his brother's senior season. And Jared decided he wanted to come back home and be here and that was really I think before I took the job I think it made it maybe easier once there was a change there and you know, we kind of started looking into what we do offensively I think that probably just solidified his decision if anything but that was uh, that was already I think in the works before we got here, so uh, I Can't you know take any credit or anything like that for that? But I'm definitely glad that he's here and, and leading our program. He is a phenomenal uh, leader human being and um you know I, I really can't say enough about who he is as a person and uh, his ability to lead everybody coaches players uh, he holds us to the fire too and so when you have a guy like that as your quarterback it is it's, it's certainly a difference maker
1: you gonna hang out with us for a little bit yeah i'd love to all right sweet so we uh, we're our two is uh Already done, believe it or not. Hour number three is coming up. So uh, uh, Zach Golson will hang with us here. We're at Mary G. Montgomery. It's our Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School game day. We're in Air Sports 1. You guys can jump in. we got to bring it back up. You know, it's obvious we, we like to be critical, or at least I do, of the central board and the High School Athletic Association. I'm, I'm going to flip the script. They did the right thing yesterday. We'll explain what that was when we come back. But take a listen to the MGM band now as we head out on hour number two right here on the Sports Station WNSP.
0: This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Bronner. The, the, the opening kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael.
1: Welcome in our number three of our special Thursday edition of the Dr. Christopher Fromonix High School Game Day. Mark, I'm Lee and We're in Air Sports 1, and we're on the campus of Mary G. Montgomery. Well, I
2: have to say the Mary G. Montgomery Vikings are doing a lot better than the Minnesota Vikings, who are off to a 0-2 start, but that's for another day. Uh, one of our top stories, and Mark alluded to this coming in, Tuscaloosa County, they get the win over Bessemer a couple of weeks ago. They had it taken away. But it's been restored after the State High School Athletic Association remanded the rule or rescinded the rule that previously prevented high school athletes from receiving gift cards and certificates for food. And we got two coaches in here right now who maybe can address that, that finally the state's... Uh you know getting it right uh, Alex Page defensive coordinator for MGM and of course head coach Zach Goldston we are glad to see this has this been an issue at all out here
6: well no I think you know there are people that want to do those types of things it's great to have the local businesses that want to donate that and recognize our players and uh, you know at the end of the day man glad to see that win restored to Tuscaloosa County Coach Weingartner they do such a good job over there and uh, you know at the end of the day common sense should rule right yeah and, and so that, that's pretty pretty straightforward right people trying to recognize their players and take care of them so
1: here's here's the issue that you probably guys are going to want to clam up on and, and go coach speak but the bigger issue here first of all they did the right thing and we often and me included we criticized the high school athletic association the central board for making some boneheaded decisions but they de- they got it right this time and so they should be commended but the bigger issue for me is what's the rival like what's a rival school doing calling this in yeah it just it's 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 beneath everybody there's too much going on there's bigger issues there are bigger fish to fry like what what are we doing it's just it's just it's so nasty uh to me that's that's as big an issue as the rule itself i'm glad it got rectified i know there was a rule so someone's going to go out there and listen and be like well rules are rules i get it but that's not why the rival school called it in, sure. right? Because we're upstanding citizens and want to make sure the rules are dictated, right? It's it's such a it's such a ridiculousness to it, uh, but you know, I talked to a lot of high school coaches and everybody's saying this one's cheating, that one's cheating. everybody's cheating except the guy telling me that there's cheating going on. It happens everywhere. It's just a it's a weird dynamic in high school sports.
6: Yeah, I think you know across the board, even in the college. I mean, we're sure. seeing it with the transfer portal and all that kind of stuff. But you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, I was a little shocked that it got turned in. Um, you know, I, that's not something that that you know we do a lot of that. We don't. As a matter of fact, I've never even been a part of anything like that. And so, um, you know, we try to be focused on us and doing things the right way. You know, not to say that we're perfect, but we try to try to abide by the rules and do our best to do do what's well, right. What and, would have happened
2: if, let's say, and I've been on trips with high school teams. I don't know where the money comes from, but well, let's say a booster calls and said, "Look." Uh, I, w- I want your team I'm taking the team to this restaurant in town okay Pre- like pregame meal or so or maybe after the season
6: sure. does that count well that's what it's funny we actually talked about that we have a lot of local businesses that donate breakfast or donate yeah. pregame meal like you said and you know it's like are we breaking the rule if we're if, if people are donating that doesn't even make any sense you know what I mean so yeah I think at the end of the day common sense ruled there and
2: so you mentioned Mr. Schumacher grilling up there. Yeah, if he yeah. starts giving out biscuits to right. your team. Does that count?
6: Right, right, right. Yeah, local guy, Mr. Shoemaker, man, he does a great job for us, and he's out here cooking for, for everybody all day today. So well, thankful. I mean, I, the,
1: the flip side of that, I mean, I, I, I understand why the rule is in place, right? A, a, a guy rolls up with a $500 gift card to your favorite restaurant, <laughs> thing, things get a little different, right? Sure, so sure. I understand it, but it's certainly uh, – the central board came down in the spirit of the rule i think which is you know you're trying to promote high school athletics on on a community level sure right so uh nil's coming i don't think any of us uh, think it's not and yeah. it's going to be a huge issue but for the meantime at least in this state uh we don't have to deal with those issues at least i hope not
6: yeah not right now so i, I agree i think it probably is coming but yeah ten dollar gift card is much different than a, than, a, <laughs> than a free year subscription to chick-fil-a so yeah you want one i would love one <laughs>
2: Alex, are coaches immune from all this are you guys eligible to receive this stuff i'm not quite sure uh but i'll take a free, do year home free work.
13: year chick-fil-a all
2: right i'll take that all right we got the two coaches from mgm i asked you this question back in the spring it was our first time out here zach and you we kind of talked about players coming out for the football program and we, we talked about Uh, the program you know obviously without rehashing was down and so forth and usually when programs aren't winning kids don't get too excited to come out and play you mentioned where does this program stand now as far as numbers coming out and as an added to that question have you been able to keep athletes in sims at mgm
6: yeah we've been really fortunate um our our Freshman class this year's got about 55 players in it, and they've started 2-0. Uh, that was one of our main points of emphasis when we got here is bridging that gap from the park to the middle school to the high school. Uh, the, the park had had a lot of success here recently in the last five to seven years. The middle school went seven and one and uh, you know, at the same time, you know, we had struggled here one and 9 0 oh and 10 things like that. And so we said, where do we how can we bridge that? And it was pretty obvious, right? We got to get our freshman football program. Rolling, those kids got to get used to winning and, uh, and last year we went undefeated in freshman this year. We're 2-0 so far. So uh, Excited about that. we have had some really good coaches Scott player did a good job for us and, and Scholar Slagle's doing it for us right now And uh, so they're doing a great job their staffs are doing a good job And I think we're doing a good job when we first got here man the energy that our coaching staff brought Alex Page Enrique Williams uh, Devin Crawford, man, uh, and Coach Player and Coach Holloway were here uh, from the middle school, and man, the the energy that the guys brought I think is what attracted it. We had 180 signed up. Uh, I think right now we're at about 105, 10 through 12, and then we we bring 20 or so freshmen every week. So we dress about 125 every week. We travel to Charles Henderson with 125 kids and. You know, big, a big shout-out to our booster club because it takes a lot to, to function with 125 kids, 20 coaches. You know, that's a lot of food to feed people, Gatorades, waters. And, man, our people have done a great job of just jumping in and helping in any way they can. And it, it's really taken a village. But uh, very thankful for the people out here and the support we've got. So you got 100
2: – so that's – more than college teams carry these days, especially on the. We're not allowed that many on the road, no, I don't not. think.
6: You're not. How yeah, many
2: buses do you need?
6: We took three charter buses up there and, you know, at the end of the day we wanted these kids to have a first-class experience, a top-notch 7A program experience, and I think that's what we've been able to give them. Again, it's taken a lot of support from a lot of different people. Um, but, you know, we want our freshmen to see what that varsity environment is like. We want them to get used to that, to see that. And so those guys getting that chance to do that has been big so,
1: uh, let So, Alex, let me ask you. So we talked to Zach about uh, turnovers and the fact that they're you guys are creating them. My offense isn't giving away. Uh, and that's huge, obviously. But take me back a couple of weeks to, to the win over Foley and to, to stymie a high-octane offense like that with a stud wide receiver. Talk about what that did, what that kind of game plan was and the kind of confidence that guys kind of gave you the swagger moving forward. Uh, Yeah. uh, One thing we've been doing as a team and
13: as an offense, defense, special teams is we've implemented keys to success. And so every week those change because the team we're playing is different. So the key that week was to prevent any deep passes caught by Perry Thompson, Easier then, said than done. Correct. Yeah. And stop uh, the running back, Colton Nero, and their number one play was their counter run. So we implemented that all week. The kids really knew what to focus on, and we, you know, we, we had a good plan, and they executed. We knew that we had to be perfect in some ways to be able to stop both. Sure. If you miss just a little bit, it could be a gash run or a, a deep pass. So the kids did an amazing job. Really, just dialing into that. So, what are the goals
1: this week? Is it, can, we, can we get into that, or <laughs> I mean, that was super uh, specific, so I'm not yes, sure we want to yes. get into the specifics this week.
6: One of the big ones has been avoiding distractions. We have, so we do it three ways: like this. offense, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> this is good. Offense, defense, then we have an overall keys of success, in this homecoming week, and so being able to avoid uh, distractions for our players and focus in on the details of the game plan, I think, have been big. Um, a lot of them are very similar, uh, but they are—they do get kind of specific. So we'll hold those off until next well, time. Think back yeah, to when you yeah. played,
2: Alex. When you were at Prideville—I don't know, Zach—where'd you play high school
6: ball? I played at a small school, Tog Academy, and then I finished my career at Prattville High School.
2: Okay, so, were you guys play together? Were you up there at the same time? I was a little older than you. older. He's I got he's old old school. School. I was gonna say you still look older. I don't know. He looks, <laughs> he, he, he looks a older. So than me, so. week of homecoming when you guys were players, was that a big distraction to you playing football?
13: I'll say no because we had a great leader and head coach, Bill Clark, Mm -hmm. and he always, just like we're doing now, he always got us locked into what was most important, winning the game, uh, doing your job, getting better. And so we just, you know, we've taken that wisdom from him and we've instilled it into our kids. And and I I think they've done a really good job. Last year they did a pretty good job, our kids did, but this year I feel like it's been – even better so year two that's what you expect so
1: you know we we talked a, a lot about it you know earlier today with zach but the idea of the success that you guys are having having obviously kind of percolates through the halls but it's it's a community thing and there there are places in mobile in Baldwin county that it kind of exude that where you're down at the local dairy queen hypothetically rhetorically <laughs> Uh, or at the local gas station and, and people are just talking about it. they're excited about it And this is one of those places right where it's just so community like it's so uplifting There's just an energy about not only the school But the but the community when when the football team is having success.
6: Yeah, Hickory pits the place here in Sims You know they, that's where everybody gathers to eat breakfast and eat lunch and uh, so for sure that's something that you know, I went to a Chamber of Commerce meeting last week, and uh, the people there, are just, they're just excited about it. And obviously the, the fall season, you know, football's in the air. This is Alabama, so the, the people are going to be excited in general. But uh, I think here in Sims, the success that we've that we've been able to enjoy these last few weeks, uh, people are definitely on board and, and fired up for our, for our program. What did,
2: what like, when they talk to you, though, like, what are their expectations of, like, you know, can – can we continue this as a chance to go undefeated this is so unheard of out here or are they just so guarded up you know <laughs> guarded no i no, oh, uh,
1: yeah, how long you know is yeah coach you going undefeated or what nah,
2: yeah no nah. you know it's not it's like it's not like you you know you've been when daphne when daphne was going great and maybe going to the states and things like that but this is just so unheard of out here what do they react to you
6: well, I, goes, I think it goes back to the people in the park have had a lot of success, I and mean, we had a park team that went and played and I think won a national championship you know, at a, at a big event in, uh, in Tennessee. And so, you know, I think people see the type of team that we have, the players that we have. I mean, you got Jared Hollins and James Bolton and Troy Flowers and just, you know, all the good players that we have. We've got a good coaching staff. People see the discipline in our program, and, you know, I think they realize that, at the end of the day, man, anything's possible. You got to go compete week to week. Um, you know, region one and 7A is good. Everybody's improved. So every week's going to be a challenge. Obviously, region two is really strong. So once you get if you, you know, if you're fortunate enough to make the playoffs every week in the playoffs is a battle. Uh, the good thing I will say is that coach and I and a few guys on our staff have been in 7A playoff games. We've seen we played Auburn. We played Phoenix City. We played enterprise. Um, and so we know what it you know what it looks like to to play in those games and even win those games and so You know, I think that we've got the right blend of support the right blend of players and coaches You know the the, at the end of the day The, the key is we got to stay focused. We got to stay focused on one day at a time
1: You guys hanging out with us for a little
6: bit. Yes, sir. Let's All
1: right. Uh, we're gonna take a break We'll do a little scoreboard traffic and weather here when we come back. It's our dr. Christopher Monix high school game day We continue with Alex Page at Zach Golson here. It's uh. Mary G. Montgomery Day. It's right, our Thursday edition of the Dr. Christopher Monex High School Game Day. Stay with us right here on the Sports Station WNSP.
13: Hello, Mobile. This is Damian Craig, and I'm listening to the Sports Station WNSP. I'm-
1: All right, 824, welcome back in. It's our Dr. Christopher Molynex High School game day. That's right, a Thursday edition as we put our 5 and one record to the test tonight. We're on the campus of Mary G. Montgomery.
2: And they are hosting Alma Bryant. Our broadcast gets underway at 7. All right, uh, we got some giveaways. We're going to do Name It at 8.30, but I got a Chick-fil-A giveaway uh, right now. I don't know, are you coaches eligible for this now? Am I, I don't want to get you in trouble with this. The coaches were
1: always eligible. eligible. All
2: right, well, if you know the answer, and you can beat the uh, people calling in. To well, I'll tell you what. If you know the answer, I'll give you one. But and then uh, Michael can take the call. All right. Georgia had a run of five straight games scoring 40 or more points. That was stopped Saturday. South Carolina scored the, held them to 24-14. Name the SEC school that's got the longest run of 40 plus points in games consecutive streak. I think it's up around 13. it was thirteen. It's it's not now for AM, but it was. So you know the answer, uh six nine four one oh five Florida. five. I think I have an idea. I don't know about you guys. Guys what do you what do you say? <laughs> can we
0: say? Uh, yeah
2: go ahead. Who cares? Florida? No. Uh, I'm gonna go
6: with Texas AM. Yeah.
1: You're right. <laughs>
2: You're right. You know what, you know, you know You're
0: right. What, you, know
1: what? you know what? You and everybody else here who listens
6: I'm dialed in right now. Yeah, you and me, zero.
1: there you go. <laughs> right there, there you go.
2: I I I a man of my word. Okay, uh, Alex. Before we talk about tonight, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're trying to lose weight anyway, so. Says
1: the yeah, right. Hey, wait a minute. Where were you last night? By the way.
2: Dairy I Queen. I was a Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, Alex. Are they open this early? I haven't had a Dairy Queen in years. I loved, I love Dairy Queen. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, Saturday, South Alabama. And anybody who wants uh, tickets to the Jags, you know how to get them. Uh, Go to the website, usajaguars.com. You were a member of, I think, the first team, right? I was. Right. So what's happening Saturday? The Jags are hosting Central Michigan. Correct. It's a homecoming week. They're hosting Central Michigan,
13: and they are recognizing the uh, 2013 football team which uh, that was our first fully eligible D1 year. We went six and six. We all believed we should have been in a bowl game, but uh, for whatever reason, that year they didn't didn't select us.
2: And your coach, Joey Jones, is being honored. He's being inducted into the South Alabama Hall of Fame. That's a little later down the road. Your name will come up in a few years, I'm sure, Alex. I'm not sure about that. Well, but I'm on uh, the committee. If you push it a little, yeah, yeah. Push <laughs> it I a am little on bit. the
13: committee. If you want me to. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Coach Joey Jones uh, for starting that program. Were you on the very first team that played Hargrove? I was. I was uh, in that game started, and that uh, was a electric
2: crowd. Lad People Stadium.
11: Hmm.
2: Was it? What was the feeling though? I mean, first time ever. Well, they had a club team, but we're not we're we're not going to include that. So it was your first game, Hargrove Military Academy, supposedly a whole bunch of players that were going to go on and play D1 football? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, When we walked
13: out, they had a lot of players and spots that were bigger than us, but uh, we were just a better team, and and we had great coaches that first year, 2009, South Alabama team, and... uh, yeah, it was it was exciting to be a part of history. We you all were, we all knew that. yeah you're and you're
2: starting from scratch. And Zach, did you have that feeling when you came to Mary G Montgomery? You're basically starting from scratch.
6: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I was I was on that staff too. I was a GA there at South, and we've got a couple other guys, Ramel Jones and yeah. uh, Enrique Williams, that played on that team too. So, pretty cool connection uh, from here to South. But yeah, it did feel that way. Uh, in some ways, it felt like we were starting. You know, below scratch, we had to go through eight dumpsters and just th- threw away a lot of stuff, just stuff that had been collected, it seemed like over the years and just try to clean up and, and get the place where there's a lot. This is a lot of clutter, to be honest with you. And uh, so we've tried to get it, get it where we can function a little bit better, more like a seven, A 7A program can and. Uh, we feel really good about where it is. We've got a lot of work to do. You know, we kind of said we're under construction, so we're going to keep working at it.
1: All right, we're going to keep working at those Chick-fil-A <laughs> gift cards, uh, Lee. Stay with us. More with the MGM coaching staff, Alex Page, Zach Golson, right here on the Sports Station WNSP. Chris Monarch's high school game day continues on this Thursday edition. Mark, I'm Lou Trevannian. We're in Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of Mary G. Montgomery. All right, uh, you want to do naming It here? Is that what yes. you're saying? Oh, I Let's thought you were going to go into your little spiel. A little on-air production for you. That's okay. All right, here's your chance, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, naming It. That's right. For Alec Namin and a catering party, we're getting you qualified. It's real simple. We're going to play an audio clip. Person, place, or thing. If you can identify that clip and be the first one to call Michael Bronner at 694-1055, you will be the latest to qualify for the said catering party. All right. uh, Here we go, Bronner. Let it rip. I know we won't be able to hear it over here, but that's all good. I trust our listeners. Hit it. All right. So be the first one to... uh, Figure that one out and uh, call up and tell Michael Bronner off the air. We'll do it off the air today, and uh, you will be the latest to qualify. Sounds of silence. For you, for me. Yeah. Sounds of silence. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I could have given you all the answer, but it wouldn't be the first time we did that today. But I digress. We're out here in large part
2: thanks to mobile oral and facial surgery, Dr. Christopher Mullinix and Dr. Aaron Wallander. Perform a range of surgeries from dental implants, wisdom teeth, jaw surgery, and much, much more. No referral needed. Same-day appointments are available. Uh, Dr. Christopher Mullenix has been serving the Mobile area for, well, over 20 years. He's been serving me for at least 10 years with my dental implants. Uh, You can book an appointment uh, with the recently voted 2023 Best Oral Surgeon in Mobile. He's got my vote. Visit mobilesurgery.com. Uh, it should be mobile or call 471-3381 for more information if you have any kind of emergencies day of and even over the weekend they have an answering machine they'll get somebody in touch with you uh, we are talking to coaches from mary g montgomery the head coach zach olson also uh, defensive coordinator alex page guys you got uh, alma bryant coming in and a whole bunch of big games coming down the road daphne baker but you guys are surely playing just one at a time, right? Oh, yeah. Is that what it is, one at a time?
6: Definitely got to focus one at a time, and these, again, the region, region one, seven A, every week is is a battle, um, you know. And so excited about this week. Again, you only get so many opportunities to. That's kind of what we talked to our players about. We work all year, all year round, and we only get ten of these opportunities guaranteed. So, you know, they're all special. Want to take advantage of each each chance that we get to go play in front of our crowd, you know, under the lights. So,
2: are you more offense or defense, Zach?
6: I'm offense. I've I've, I've uh, really fortunate. To, I played quarterback in college, and then you uh, played at Huntington. I did. I did play at Huntington College. Yes, sir. Mike Turk been one of my club my biggest mentors. He's like a dad to me. Uh, he's been the head football coach at Huntington for 20 years. This is his 20th season, and uh, has done an unbelievable job there. Started the program from scratch and uh, has done a great job there for 20 years. So, uh, But then I've been an offensive play caller for probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 years at, at McGill and Daphne and um, at Hooper Academy when I was the head coach there. So really j- just been fortunate, man. Thankful for the kids we've had and the coaches.
1: Is there a, is there a play back from the <laughs> Huntington Day that you use to this day? Yeah,
6: four verts, baby, four verts. We love it. <laughs> uh, we still We still use it, still teach it almost exactly the same way we taught it 20 years ago. Wow.
2: So. Could your defense stop it? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean sometimes? <laughs> a lot of times. Right Doesn't now. the defense dominate in practice pretty much? Uh,
13: it, it, back in the fall camp when we were really going after it, it was a little bit back and forth. Uh, we had a scrimmage here at our stadium, and offense had a really good day. Then we went over to South Alabama's pavilion indoor thing, and we had a really good day on defense. So it was it was back and forth. That's what you want.
6: Iron sharpens iron. That's what That's we've been right. talking about. And these guys have really got after each other. They do it really every day, man. They're very competitive with each other. And uh, it's been really good competition.
2: Especially in the trenches. Do you hmm. get to call all the defensive assignments? Oh, yeah. So Zach doesn't interfere with you? Heck no. <laughs> uh, n- not necessarily.
13: Not necessarily? So only, time, only time me and him really communicate is whether he wants to go for it or punt it. <laughs> He's an offensive guy, so I'm thinking he wants to go it's for a it. Lot of go yeah, I tell him to go for it. Yeah. Oh, I well, it. doesn't he? <laughs> do
2: you do you coach with your gut feeling, or do you have like a you know you go by oh, yes, analytics? What? He's gut feeling. <laughs> do you do
13: analytics? Uh, I mean, we we play we we it's thought out, but. He definitely is gonna go with his instinct. But
1: you know, I'm not telling you guys don't know. But, but when it comes to analytics, it doesn't take into account is is your is your left tackle healthy? Is no, their defensive line uh, sucking wind right now? Or you got momentum? Right. Like it doesn't it doesn't take in all that all that into account. And so right. I think I think analytics is important to a certain degree. But after a while, I think you got to yeah. kind of go with your gut.
6: Yeah, it's a yeah. we we think about it in percentages. We do the same thing with our game plan. We you know we think things out. But at the end of the day. All those things play a factor, so you do have to trust your instincts. Do you trust your quarterback as far oh, as? Oh yeah,
2: I'm not in this regard. In this regard, <laughs> yeah, can he audible?
6: Oh yeah, we let him. We let him work the work the line of scrimmage. We let him. We give him a lot of options within our play designs, and so don't necessarily ask him to change the plays completely, but we do give him a lot of a lot of options. You know, whether it be run pass or uh, just the the different progressions that we have. Give him a lot of options. Is high school
2: football better these days in the two county area? And I say that we have at least one school in every classification in the top 10. In many, I think what 5A, we've got Faith, UMS, and who am I leaving out too? I, I'm leaving out probably the better one. And you got Viger that should be in there at 4 uh, 0. They're not in. And it seems like we've got. At least 10, 11, maybe 12 schools that are rated in the top 10 in the seven classifications. I don't know if I've ever seen that many before.
6: There's a lot of good football down here, a lot of good coaches, and obviously we, we know we've got great players down here in the 251, so always have. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, everybody's, again, doing a good job of developing their kids. and and competing on Friday night so. you
1: know I'm gonna say I'm a little disappointed we got the offensive and defensive minds out here I thought we were gonna see a little little friction here a little Herman Boone and, and coach Yotes gonna go after it like if we get the ball every once in a while, maybe we could do something with it and but you guys are actually getting along There's
6: a that's lot, not, re- not, lot of not, love and a lot of respect That's man. not what
1: I signed up for this morning
6: Alex has been a close friend of mine for a long time and somebody that I got a lot of respect for and I you know our success is a program and a team uh, he's been a huge part of that. I can't say that enough. Um, you know, he's been my right-hand man since we got here, and he's he's been instrumental in every piece of the development of our program. So very thankful.
2: Team, I forgot. I'm sorry. Gulf Shores, mm. they're second in yeah. five minutes. I, yeah. I knew there was a team in there that I left out. I apologize for that.
1: All right. So um, which one of you guys has to uh, go to the homecoming dance and, and monitor that?
6: Business. I'm gonna let Coach Page do that. All the, all the, uh, all the. You cutting a little rug? Yeah, he's the best dancer on the staff for come sure. Come on, <laughs> that's like being the tallest short person, Coach. Come on, good
1: footwork, all
2: right. Uh,
6: good footwork
1: when yeah, you're a
2: defensive end. Yeah, very that
0: key
1: makes to sense. line play. Good footwork. <laughs> that's very key. Uh, Um If there, I, we. From time to time, we like to ask this question of coaches. If there was one thing about high school football from a rules or regulation standpoint, from a high school athletic association standpoint, what would you like to see revisited, changed? Um, Is there a rule or something that – I mean, we just got finished talking about, you know, gift cards for food. Obviously, they did the right thing there. But this is a world in which kids are transferring, uh, bona fide moves, all that kind of stuff is happening a lot. Is there something that, like, you'd like to see changed?
6: I'll be honest, the one thing that I would love to see is I I would like to be able to have a scrimmage in the spring and the fall. I think the development of our players like we one of the rules is out there right now is you got to choose. Either you can do a spring scrimmage or you can do a fall scrimmage. Well, we play a game week zero. And so, you know, we don't get a chance to scrimmage in in, in the fall. We do. We did a spring game this year, so we had to make a choice. And to me, to get the best product possible out there and. Just again give our kids a chance to go play and compete and, and be developed. I think it'd be great to be able to do both uh, if you choose to and, and I think coaches have to take into effect fa- into account. Everybody's in a different place and sometimes you may not need a spring scrimmage. You may not have all your players there, but you know, again, we had baseball guys missing. If a kid does transfer in now, you got to put him out on the field before you ever even seen him do anything yeah. Yeah. and so. We get a lot of work in the summer, which is nice, but it's not the same. So Those
1: week zero and week one games are probably the toughest because, yep. like, if a you if you unknown. if you go you go in the spring and the team you're playing doesn't do a spring practice, they get that extra week ahead of time. Yep. They're probably a little bit more sharp, maybe.
6: It's funny you say that because that's what happened with yeah. Williamson. I feel like last year they played a spring game versus Blunt. Yeah, and we did not. We weren't. We didn't feel like we were ready because we had just gotten here. We wanted to do more of an inter squad type deal. Well in the first game, they beat us on little things that we hadn't even been able to coach yet. And so, you know, we did a a spring game this year and they didn't. I think they had less returners and just didn't feel comfortable doing a spring game. They did an inner squad. And I think you saw the difference in the two games and how we both played. But I think everybody should have that option. If I could change one thing, that's what it would be. I mean, you know, I think the game's in a pretty good place. It's still growing. Uh, I think that's, you know, healthy. I know a lot of All of us that are more old time are going to struggle with the NIL. But I also think that the players have an opportunity to benefit themselves and they're putting their bodies on the line every week. So if they get the chance to benefit themselves, that's certainly a positive thing. Uh, Obviously coaches and admins and schools and universities have have been able to to, uh, profit off the game. And so, you know, the fact that the players get that chance, I think that's a, a very positive thing. So.
1: All right, one final segment here of our Thursday edition of our Dr. Christopher Malnick's High School Game Day. want to thank some folks that made our trip out here to Mary G. Montgomery possible. Badcock Home Furniture of Sims, we appreciate you guys coming on board here uh, at WNSP to support your Vikings. The orthopedic group, of course. David Morris over at QB Country, obviously a big fan of high school athletics. We appreciate his support. The Mobile County Sheriff's Department and uh, Coastal Alabama Community College. A reminder to support the folks that support your kids here on WNSP. One final segment is the Dr. Christopher Mullinx High School Game Day right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com.
9: Hey, this is Julian Zeus McClurkin with the world-famous Harlem Globe Globetrotters, and my favorite station is WNSP Sports Radio 105.5 FM.
1: the Dr. Christopher Monex High School Game Day. We want to thank all the fine folks here at Mary G. Montgomery for having us out. It's always great. The band was great. Cheerleaders, dance team, coaches, and players. Like, it's always fun to come out here.
2: Absolutely. And tomorrow we hit the road for Sarah Land. And then Monday, you and I still stay on the road. We're going to Wingfingers Fingers on Cottage Hill and Hillcrest for our that? morning show. Exactly. And remind everybody with all those great big-time college football games coming up uh, Saturday, might be a good thing to go to uh, Bob Baumhauer's Victory Grill with the 75 TV screens if you want to watch uh, many games going on at the same time. That's the place to do it. All right. Uh, again, final um, thank you to some sponsors like Rears Marketing Cash Saver, also Rich's Car Wash, uh, LNS Air Conditioning, Ward International Trucks, uh, Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, and Kenneth Morgan All State Agent. So, Zach. Uh, tickets for tonight's game. Do they go online? Can you get them here? What's the deal?
6: Yeah, GoFan. You can get them online on GoFan. And uh, they do have a cash. You can pay cash at the gate. So yeah. They actually take cash out yeah, here? Oh, they, uh, you might have popping in here. The uh, legislature made it, forced Jeez. it. Uh, so that's a good thing, though. I Man, we have a lot of people that, that live by cash here in Sims for sure. So we love love cash, to I, take, I we to take cash what all the time. What is, I was going to say,
1: what is cash? I haven't, I haven't seen cash. cash. I mean, I got three kids, so I had not seen it in 20-plus Cash, 20 plus coin,
6: whatever you got, we'll take it. The uh, game time
2: is 7 o'clock. All right, so the big dance. This, this kind of, I, I know we're <laughs> kind of throwing it, you know. But, so you don't have it here. You're actually going out to the fairgrounds. Alex, you're going to be uh, chaperoning, right?
13: That's what they say.
2: You know where the fairgrounds are? I think
13: is? it's the uh, Abba Shrine.
2: Yeah. Oh, is it? Is that where it is? I was. Uh-huh. I thought it was the fairgrounds.
13: Yeah, Abba Shrine building.
2: All right. That's down Schillinger.
13: Yeah, I, I went to uh, a fight out there here recently.
2: Uh, between
13: Watched the uh, MGM grad. Tillman what's his first name? Uh, Logan Tilman. Logan Tilman played linebacker here. One is MMA fight. Yeah, it so it was, it was so cool. Much fun. Do you yeah. also
2: know, he he was from here? He was. Yeah. Do you also know you have a, a jockey we've had on the air from Mary I G Montgomery? Yeah, he's ridden over a thousand rides. Come on. Yeah, uh, I'd have to look to remember his name. We wow. haven't talked to him for a while. Did you also know that we
1: have a an alum over there? There he is, Big Nick. Nick, yeah. He, Ask him why he didn't go to a bunch of football games or, or why he couldn't remember he had been at a bunch of football games.
6: We don't like to get into Nick's past too much. We, no. you know, I've heard a few interviews. Yeah, there. Is there,
2: has he paid all his uh, parking tickets? Parking right. tickets. Parking. Yeah. What about library
1: books? Is he over-
2: that dude don't books? know where
1: the library
2: is. I think he got his uh,
6: diploma, so I think we're going to let him slide. Yep. Is it signed? or? There's like, uh, dude, move on. 50 go. 50, 50, go. Wasn't this 50, 50, 50,
1: Seven years is enough, Nick. Go
2: on. Wasn't this one of those diplomas where you go online and just
6: <laughs> – no, he earned it all the way
2: now. You don't know that for a fact. <laughs> I, heard, I heard all right uh, after this as far as um, you know, you got. Uh, who else is left on the schedule? Well, you got uh, six more games to go yep. to to advance to the postseason.
6: Yes, sir. We will. We'll play Bryant tonight and then we get uh, Davidson. Excuse me. Then we play uh, Baymanette or Baldwin County and then Davidson and then we'll host Baker. Travel to Daphne, and then senior night will be Robert still Do
2: you have problems scheduling? Because
6: <laughs> not when I did it two years ago, we did not have a problem scheduling. Now,
2: <laughs> now because number one, the reputation, and number two, there's fewer teams in seven A one.
6: Yeah, we'll see uh, what that looks like. You know, in a few months, but um, you know we're excited about where we are we think we've got a good a good thing going and uh you know like I said we'll see what scheduling looks like here in the off season.
1: well guys it was always a lot of fun do, do you guys get to watch any college football are you watching or uh, you love. may not be able to answer that but or do you do you do you jump right into Friday's game film on Saturday uh, uh,
6: I, le- yeah. I love watching college football I, you yeah. know I, I like getting ideas man there's so many great coaches and great teams and um, you know, I love getting offensive ideas from a lot of people. You'll be
2: watching the game. You'll be at the game Saturday. I'll, yeah,
13: I'll be actually, at the Mike. game this Saturday. But uh, to answer your question, if I'm at the house, it's simultaneous. Ah, okay. Yeah. Next right. week's game or the past game we just played, and then college football at the same time. Really been enjoying watching uh, Colorado
1: this year. Coach mm. Prime. He yes, get you some Prime Twenty Ones. Apparently, sold two million of them. I haven't got that far yet. Oh, not yet. <laughs> so Zach, what's the what's the last college game you saw where you saw something you're like? Yeah, I, I want to let's let's do that.
6: Well, uh, it's funny. I, I actually t- we took a couple kids to to Auburn this past weekend, and man, Hugh Freeze, what he's going to do there, uh, I think is going to be really cool. Really? Oh yeah, he, I love their offense. He does a great job. They play fast, kind of like we do. Uh, obviously, Coach Kiffin, uh, T. Martin, Coach Kiffin, and Coach Sart. We actually went and visited them when we were at McGill. Uh, we went and visited them out in, uh, at USC, and and a lot of what we do has in, you know been influenced by them. So. Um, You know, I love I love watching all those guys. Uh, We've been fortunate to have them in the state of Alabama. Coach Malzahn uh, certainly has had a lot of influence on a lot of guys, but uh, I just love. Love the game in general, man. So, so you're
1: so. talking about up tempo. I mean, Colorado when they go, they look yeah, really they make they make up tempo look slow. Yeah, like they just yeah. find another gear. It's nuts. So the fact that Hunter before he got hurt was able to go both ways, oh, right. Is, right. It's, it's just
6: nuts. Yeah. yeah, I think you see that, and the quarter it really comes down to quarterback play. When you're playing fast like that, you got to have a trigger man that can make decisions on the fly. And uh, you know, uh, Coach Sanders' son, man, he does a great job, and uh, they're they're a good too. All right,
1: so we talked <clears throat> about penalties and and touchdowns coming off the boards. Yeah. You're not the only coach in the state dealing with that these days. What's that? How frustrating is that for you? And it's it's the million dollar question. And if we all knew the answer, we'd have a lot more money in our pocket, cash. But how do you fix it? All right, this because this has been a problem for Alabama now for two years.
6: Yeah, I think some of it just has to do with uh, just take your time and execute. You know, we, we get to where we're going so fast, and so we've talked about hey, let's get into rhythm more than let's go extremely fast. Let's catch rhythm. Uh, and that way, you know, we, we can hopefully prevent some of those penalties. But, you know, most some of the calls we've gotten have been holding calls. Um, you know, you get some of that when you extend the pocket like that. Bryce Young did a great job. And when, you know, Jared does a good job of this, too, of extending the pocket, well, sometimes that makes it tough on your offensive line yeah. to know exactly where he is. And so you do get called for some penalties. All right, on but the, try to prevent it. All right. On this
2: fast pace, Alex, how do you, because what if they go three and out? A couple of times that puts your defense back on the field do you ever discuss that with zach and they slow it down a little bit
13: uh not necessarily but uh it does help if we can get control of the game and they can slow it down and you know depending on the situation maybe run clock i know we did a great job of that last year particularly the daphne game i don't know how many minutes they ran off the clock but uh they executed that
1: to the T. So what's the most frustrating penalty aside from a personal foul? What's the as a defensive guy when your guys get flagged for something? What is it? What's the one call that just drives you nuts? Offsides. Offsides. Yeah. See, to me, it's one of those yeah. like five-yard holding penalty deals that like in the, the one NFL. One that gets zone, me is automatic pa- first downs.
6: Pass interference, man. I think it gets overused yeah. uh, when it's a back and forth. Uh, with an offensive player and a defensive back, man, I think those guys get called for pass interference. If it's a, they, some people just throw it up and they just, just for yeah, that, just to try just to get to, try to get, get the flag, call. But, yep. you know, it's a tough job. I, I would never want to trade spots with an official. Uh, we're very thankful for those guys. They do a, a really good job. It's a very difficult job to do.
1: And a
2: thankless and a job. Uh, thankless job,
6: man. Thankless job. And so, um, never would want to switch place with those guys. You
1: never refereed a game?
2: Heck
6: no. Alex,
1: you? <laughs> nope. Never? Nope. Well the good thing about those guys is they're far enough away from the white noise that it, that's what it is right They're They're out there on the field now you get into those being an umpire type deal
13: yeah, or basketball right, things get right. real
6: real real play. personal That's yeah. right. So I might yeah, have experienced
13: parents with on you, Nick um, do you, have, do you have a lot of know guys anything about that. that go both ways do you play a lot? We
6: have a few guys that are playing both ways. We've we've tried to train our guys to do that. Shondell Harris has played uh, Quite a bit on offense this year. He's carried the ball for us quite a bit um Devin Petway is another guy that does it. Jalen Gray uh, is a defensive back that does it. Jarrell Lett is a corner that's played both ways for us. So, you know, we we try to get our best guys out there. Speed and size are are definitely things that, as a coach, you try to take advantage of. And we've got some guys with those with those things, length and size and speed. So we try to get them on the field where we can
1: hey guys well we thank you all enough we're about out of time but really can't thank you enough for for not only having us out but hanging with us for the whole third hour here yeah. Yeah, uh we yeah. really appreciate the band it was great we always enjoy coming out here uh so we hadn't been out here in a, in a minute but we've been here now in the spring and now the fall so it's been great we've been yeah, really thank it.
6: y'all man thank y'all for what you do for high school sports college sports uh, you you guys' show. was great, man. We really appreciate y'all.
1: We, uh, we are back at it tomorrow, Lee. We are not done. Poor Nick over here has to run to the gas station and gas up all uh, Air Sports 1. Not only that. But I'm assuming
2: did, on the company credit card. He better uh, start practicing uh, driving backwards uh, based on this map. But we'll discuss that at a
1: later date. So there, I can confirm a rumor and speculation that Matt McCoy a couple years ago did try to take part of Murphy High School home with him when pulling out uh, of the well, uh, driveway. Well, and he, he's not an alum of the school. You know, you like to always yeah.
2: keep your school heart you know, in his You know heart how place.
1: they say they're landlocked over there? Well, Air Sports was almost uh, landlocked over there. We haven't been back since. No, I wonder, I wonder if that's a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, so, no, we'll be at Sarah Land tomorrow. Looking forward to uh, talking with Jeff Kelly and all the fine folks over there. And we will, uh, of course, preview the weekend tomorrow. Uh, big game, obviously, in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Auburn's on the road. So we will get you all the latest there as well. Again, thanks to all the fine folks here at Mary G. Montgomery. That's going to do it for another edition of the Dr. Christopher Mullenix High School Game Day for Nick Lee. I'm Mark. Michael back at the studios at WNSP. We'll be back tomorrow at 6. Until then,
3: see you.